0: Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. With amazing podcast comes amazing podcast ability. We rush to reboot our summer of fun when we continue talking Spider-Man on Normies Like Us. I gotta go do a kickflip. Hey,
1: my name's Spider-Man. You can call me Webhead. You can call me Amazing. Just don't call me late for dinner. Get it? name is peter b parker you're a fraud spider-man
2: my name is miles morales and for like two days i've been the one and only spider-man can i return it if it doesn't fit it always
3: fits eventually welcome back normies as you heard up top we are rebooting our summer of fun we're continuing the blockbuster breakdown here on normies like us but we're going with some weird new territory. It's not enough to just cover one blockbuster property one time, especially when it seems like we're not done with it. We gotta reboot it. We're here with your rebooted hosts. I'm Colin, the green Colin. I'm
0: um Mike Tro. Uh
1: P- Paul Giamatti's rhino. That's <laughs> right. You guys took all the uh I guess I'll be the the Lizard, Jacob the hey, Lizard. Hey, it's me, Andrew ah, Garfield out Skateboard. The... I, I got one arm.
3: Oh, All the bad guys rounding out the Norm Sinister Six here, your host. The Norm Sinister Four.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the only reason we are doing this is so we don't lose the rights to the summer of fun. Uh, we need to keep Joe you know, Lai <laughs> yeah. j- uh, within the company rights. Yeah. So we had to just do another Spider-Man right. real quick. We have a tenuous well, actually,
2: I'll
1: be, deal. I'll be Jacob Urso. Jin urso is in that movie that works oh
3: okay okay it's kind yeah, of a deep cut. confusing <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> makes well, sense and it, it doesn't make such so. way i like Needs that to be explained, you know, the real hey. the real fans um,
1: will understand
3: the real fans all will understand fans. that normies on this episode we're going to be talking about last week we did the original blockbusters of the spider-man universe we did the sam raimi films the trilogy there mm-hmm. this time Not a trilogy to do. We've got a failed trilogy. We're going to be talking about the amazing Spider-Man films, and then to round it out with a little more Sony Spider-Man content, we're going to be talking about the Spider-Verse as well.
0: Yep, that's right, because we didn't get three Andrew Garfield films, unfortunately, uh, but we did get three kind of within Sony's wheelhouse to varying degrees of success. So yeah, we're going to be talking um, kind of the second iteration and you know, I guess fourth depending on chronology but you know keeping it within sony fam and the next week we'll be talking marvel but yeah andy garfield mark webb you know you know the deal
1: mark webb spider-man movie i don't think so no i don't think it's so. it's really either.
2: weird that sony made him change his name like that is part weird. of the contract right sony
3: bullied <laughs> him into that um you know they bully around with the rights of spider-man let me ask you guys, what has Sony done? What's a positive we can say before we sort of jump into maybe some negatives we have with their handling of this franchise? What's some Sony
0: stuff you like?
1: Um, well, they made into the Spider-Verse, so I'd say that's a positive. They shared right? custody
0: with Disney, which normally I would <laughs> never <laughs> agree with. both good things. I watch <laughs>
3: these movies on my PlayStation. That's helpful.
0: I watch no, them on I my Sony Vaio laptop.
1: I think they had it rough for a few years uh, in the you know the decision department, but I think they've turned it around in, in in recent years.
2: Yeah, everyone knows how successful like Ghost Corp is going, so that makes sense.
3: <laughs> yeah, from a true Tom Hardy stand, to be saying that they're doing everything right now is hey, uh, interesting. It was a,
1: yeah. a box office success. You can't argue <laughs> with the you know the fans like it. So yeah. So again, uh, I kind of want
2: to... that's like saying Trump's president. You gotta you gotta respect
0: him. <laughs> he is a president. But- um, with uh, this one, I feel you know we kind of talk about how easy or hard they were to track down. Uh, I had to rent both the Amazing's um, on the, the old same. YouTube's, and then um, Spider Verse was on Netflix. So, you know, yeah, I not too bad.
1: Yeah, same for me. I rented them through Amazon Prime. I think they were on
0: Stars or through Hulu if you have Stars. So um, they were. They eight, were on eight dollars. Well as
2: well. So like if you have someone uh, oh. who has a cable login, you can watch them on the FX app.
0: Got it.
1: You know what? I could I probably could have watched those for free, but well, I think it was an eight dollars. Well but you spent, threw so. eight bucks well, yeah. to the amazing Spider-Man
4: <laughs> Andrew franchise Stone and hopes it or Andrew Stone, started.
0: yeah,
3: Andrew, Andrew Stone, the
1: celebrity right
0: couple. Andrew they're getting a fraction of that. They're going to get a check in the mail thanks yeah. to us. So you're welcome, Andrew and Emma <laughs> yeah. and Mark, uh, for that.
1: I call them Andrew
0: Starfield.
1: All right. <laughs> that's pretty efficient all right moving on (laughs)
3: they're your favorite uh all right i say let's swing over then guys let's start talking about the movies let's talk about the first one let's talk about amazing spider-man here on normies like us Welcome back, webhebs and Coldplay fans. We're talking Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man. We're talking what I will call the Coldplay of films. It's good looking. It's very white. uh, (laughs) You can't (laughs) argue with it. Um, It's likable in certain ways, guys. We're we're talking Amazing Spider-Man. What's your guys feeling? What's your relationship with these movies? I'll jump in first. Uh, Joe... When we moved to LA, I think maybe the first two movies we ever saw in theaters were Ted, the first movie that we saw, and then maybe Amazing Spider-Man Correct. One. These are always going to hold a special yep. spot in my heart just for that. And uh, I don't know, I don't come yeah. back to them too much, but I like remembering them.
2: <laughs> At the old ArcLight,
0: uh, the one in the Valley, or the one near Yeah, the one in Sunset the and Vine, um, Sherman Oaks, gotcha. Galleria.
2: The first uh, the first Spider-Man movie that we didn't see at midnight. And uh, yeah, I think we I think we saw it like a Saturday matinee after it had come out already. Yeah, for sure. Pretty weird for for people who love superhero movies and Spider-Man so much. So I think that was kind of like I was already pretty hesitant to put my my feet in the Andrew Garfield pool.
0: Gotcha. Well, you know, that's weird that you didn't go at midnight, considering this is the first Spider-Man movie filmed exclusively at midnight. <laughs> um, but I want to ask you, Joe, is, is so the comic dark. book uh, kind of aficionado, though, a- amazing Spider-Man, and maybe kind of touch on some of the comics before we just run into the movies. I mean, this has obviously been a run. Are there any similarities at all between kind of what we're getting in the movies or on the page? or they kind of separate it's- beasts? I mean, I feel like they, they needed
2: a subtitle, right? Like, it couldn't just be Spider-Man again, and it's not Spider-Man 4. Right. It's a whole new, new franchise. So Amazing makes sense to me. Uh, in my opinion, like, they kind of stole it, though. Like, that is, of course, if you don't know Spider-Man, Amazing Fantasy was his first appearance. The Amazing Spider-Man is a long-running series. Uh, and also, like, a name he's called throughout. These movies, I would say, are on par with the Rami in terms of faithfulness but less so like slightly okay and, in weird um, areas right then,
3: i mean he's making his web yeah, here joe but you're also kind of like yeah i don't I but he's
2: not like peter parker he's nothing like peter parker especially amazing peter parker if anything i would say he's more like um the ultimate peter parker um which kind of became the basis for a lot of the the film adaptations, I think, because it was, you know, a fresh start for Spider-Man. But with the amazing Spider-Man and the villain of the lizard, they did call back to some really old, amazing fantasy stuff. So that that's pretty cool, I guess. I guess I'll give him credit there for having the lizard talk to lizards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gotcha and the lizard did debut in like what, amazing spider-man number six i was a lizard fan yeah. uh, as well as a venom fan so I, I knew the at least OG that like him
2: vulture and mm-hmm. tinkerer are all old school spider-man ah, the Tinkerer, yeah my
1: favorite villain tinkerer oh we'll talk about gotcha. him next week
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well in so so you know last week we talked sam raimi we talked um toby McGuire, and we talked Kirsten Dunst kind of um, this time we got Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone and Mark Webb directing. Um, I think for me, just first of all, we talked about how Sam Raimi, you could feel like these were movies that he made. I think with amazing they feel like movies that nobody made yeah they feel a lot more studio to me and i think that's a big thing for these
1: which is crazy to me i, I agree with you because i remember when it was announced like oh mark webb is going to direct the new one i was like oh i like that guy's first movie 500 days of summer mm-hmm. not a bad movie like it shows it's his little his, romance he's got also some directorial style in there but in- <laughs> yes yeah. but yes i mean you could see his aesthetic and you could see like he you know had style and stuff and then in this it's just like So bland and corporate looking. Yeah.
2: Not Mm -hmm. only, you know, not a bad first movie, but a perfect like Peter Parker movie. I mean, I, I too am a fan of that movie. I was super excited for Mark Webb, super excited for Andrew Garfield. I thought he was a perfect choice. I like him in, in uh, social network. I saw like there was some Mm -hmm. range there. So like, I would say this is the franchise that has all of the right pieces and just couldn't put them together for some reason. Like, these people should have made an amazing Spider Man movie. And uh, it didn't really turn out that wow, way. I, I love the
3: wordplay. Word
1: play. Yeah, Joe, you know, I was going to, you know, that's, I was, I have to agree with you because I like all these actors in other things. I like Andrew Garfield. I like Emma Stone. I like Dennis Leary. I like all these people. But in this, it's just, it didn't work. And you know, I don't know why. But it's just very, very bland.
3: Jacob, were you seeing this opening night? Did you see this in theaters? <laughs>
1: No, uh, I'll tell you right now. I had never seen either of these two movies before. Before this week, either
3: of them. So I, I knew Electro. I was excited <laughs> to talk Electro because I was like, "Ooh, we're going to get fresh, unfiltered yeah. J Baby thoughts on Spider Man." But we're getting it for the <laughs> Lizard too. Uh, just fucking unpack. Hit, hit us for right. some highlights right now,
0: Mike. You had seen this before. Well, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I had seen this before, not in theaters. I don't know why, I mean, I, I do like Spider-Man, but I just didn't catch it in theaters. I watched it at home, and I like the lizard. Uh, I don't know how far we want to go, but again, a big, big picture here. I think with the 500 days of summer, like a lot of the Emma Stone Andrew Garfield stuff kind of works. Whereas the villains in both of these movies totally do not. Whereas in the Raimi films, the villains are really strong, but the relationship stuff is a little bit weaker. So they're kind of inverse in that, in my opinion. Kissy romance
3: movies, not big Goomba movies. Give us those first reactions, Jacob. (laughs) I want them.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I never saw these when they came out because I I watched the trailer of the first one. I was just like, uh, I mean, I like Spider-Man. I like the Sam Raimi movies, obviously, but I just never got around to watching them for whatever reason. It's not like I was like actively avoiding them, but it just never got around to it. Um, so yeah, I watched them for the first time this week and boy, you were like, Dennis uh, Leary was a boy. movie star. <laughs> I like Dennis Leary. Uh, you know, but
0: he's one of my favorite parts. And he was in good this, actually. in
1: this. Yeah. Actually, I like him and Emma stone probably of all the actors in this. They're the only ones that really work for me. Um, and I'll say this about the villains. So going into this, I was kind of making fun of Electro last week. I didn't realize that I, you know, after watching these, Electro is probably the best looking of all the villains in oh. these two movies, which is crazy to say, but... He has the best
0: motivations, too, which isn't saying a lot, but let's yeah. hold Electro. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold, it's hold his, his it birthday, Mike. Power, But I agree. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Oh, fuck.
1: Um, I forget, but I'll remember <laughs> it later. Um, yeah. Uh, Lizard... I actually like Lizard as like, um, you know, Kurt what's his name? Curtis Connors. Kurt Connors. Kurt Connors, Kurt Connors. Yeah. I like his motivation. He's kind of interesting. They're kind of setting him up as maybe like an antihero in the beginning. And then it kind of at, after he changes, he just becomes a generic villain. And like there's even a the shot where, you know, he's holding his arm against some glass. It's kind of mirroring and he's kind of thinking like, oh, I wish I had my arm. You know, that was like a really great emotional scene. And I was like, oh, they're giving him some like emotional weight. And then, no, he just turns into a generic villain. It really is. You know, there's, I a, get... there's a line yeah. from
2: a comic that that a lot of comic people take as a meme now where it's, but I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> that is this movie in a whole. Like, like you have <laughs> him start, and it's, the most it makes quoted sense. His thing. motivation's there. And then it's just like, no, I'm I'm not feeling it. I'm going to talk to lizards and turn people into dinosaurs. (laughs) I think the fact that they um, they they took away Kirk Connors family, which is such a big element to Mm -hmm. the character. And that felt really weird to me. Like, I feel like if he had a family, that motivation would have been there more to, like, build a better world for your family. We can all be the same instead of me being different
0: dad why can't we play catch
1: you know (laughs) yeah they set him up with some you know sympathetic um backstory you know uh with him working with peter's dad and everything which peter's parker's parents another thing we can get into um but yeah it's like you know i was kind of rooting for him when they kind of make him like an anti-hero where he's kind of rejecting uh, norman osborne going to human trials and stuff um but then as soon as he injects himself like he becomes a totally different character and loses all the subtlety. So I didn't it's, like that.
2: It becomes so funny too, when he's just like skulking around and he's like, yes, there's a new breed. They're very aggressive. And it's like, who are you now? It's so much yeah. so that Peter's immediately like, He's the lizard. I know he's the lizard. Of course he is. Cops. He's Uh, the lizard.
3: Joe, don't you see him playing at his standard movie hologram technology system, which is doing super science in any movie past the two thousands? Is just (laughs) this hologram with this hologram is. We did it. We synthesized the thing.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: (laughs) Which is like so funny. I thought this movie is is unintentionally funny and when it's not trying to be and then really cringy when it is trying to
0: be. Yeah. So I want to kind of yeah round out my lizard thoughts. I guess we're going to start with the villain here and then walk back to our heroes. But um, like the actor, Reese Iphens, I- I've never seen him in anything else. He's totally like for, I think he's really forgettable as a, as a performer. Am I wrong? Have you guys seen him in anything? Rise, uh, little is, Nicky. I Nicky. how you pronounce it. Little Nicky. Well, I love little Nicky. So now he's my favorite. Spider-Man uh, little villain. Nicky. Um, the
3: replacements. You don't remember? He's kind of a character actor. has been replacements. in
0: replacements.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's been yeah. in small parts and a lot of stuff. He's kind of a character actor. Okay.
0: He's good in, in stuff. Well, to I swing think. from Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina, you know, to the lizard, right? It's like it, it is right. a kind of a step down. As much as I like the character, I agree that they needed to have his family because that's a big motivator. He's just scientist guy, and you got to do human trials because off-screen Norman Osborn is dying. Right, like the, right. the the way they push him into it, and even when he's gonna turn the city, like I feel like the creators of this movie were like, ah, that Dark Knight Rises and Dark Knight were popular. Remember when Scarecrow was yes. gonna gas everyone? It's like, but instead of the city, oh. it's four cops. You only see four cops get gassed, <laughs> and then it's one half a scene, and then he come back and they're transforming to normal. So the stakes are never really raised to like, oh fuck, everybody's a lizard. It's it's four cops get one gas bomb.
1: Right. If I can get into um, sort of my larger. Opinions on the whole movie—is that cool?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's also important to eventually discuss Parker and those things. But you can give, yeah, give a broad thesis. Let's go. Let me just
1: give you my my first hot take: Mm -hmm. is that okay? First of all, you know, I might have been a little harsh on the Sam Raimi movies last week, but overall, I think they're you know still great movies. Oh my god, this guy's about to say these are the best movies ever made. (laughs) No, I mean, I criticized. The Sam Raimi movies, but it's out of love because I think they're great movies. I think they're iconic movies that'll be... I'm tough on you because I love you, know, you. references for superhero movies for years to mm-hmm. come. These movies are not good movies. They're not iconic movies, and they're better off pretty much forgotten by everybody. But my overall impression of this first one is just how bland it was and how nothing really stood out at all and how every decision in it is just, like, wrong. And it's just baffling how... They took all these good pieces like Joe said, good actors, good director, and then this is what they get. I don't know. It's just it's just crazy. But um, the only I'll say a couple good things about it. I think the web-slinging looks nice. The effects are good. Um, Lizard, I obviously um, don't love his look, but I like his body and his action fighting scenes. It's just mainly his head that I didn't he like. a snoot. <laughs> I like my lizard with a little you snoot. Don't like yeah, he's that. Like, he doesn't no, look like no a snoot, snooter. no nose. But so that's like the comics. He didn't have
2: the snoot originally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. In the comics, he did not have it originally, and then since they've made him more uh, more animal like over the years.
0: I mean, at a certain point, he eats his own son. Right in one of the storylines, it gets pretty gnarly
2: um yeah lizard stories are crazy because like i mean just last year there was another arc where like his son was a main character and his son is still a child but like there is this like unspoken relationship that him and peter have had for i guess five years maybe but like also for 50 you know it's probably Mm -hmm. the most like egregious whenever they decide to bring him out of the woodwork for comic stuff it's like Oh yeah, everyone remembers the lizard, right? Well, here he is. He's always been here, and he'll always be here later. It's like, oh, I, don't, right. I, don't, I don't know about that.
0: Billy Connors is still twelve years old. Yeah, Daddy. I mean,
1: he kicks
2: off I'm the, the, boy. the animated series.
0: But I think overall,
1: you know, I this movie, I feel like it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's kind of going for like a dark and gritty reboot, a la, you know, the Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan Batman movies. Like you said, it's shot a, a lot of nighttime scenes for some a reason. A lot of web slinging at night. Um, but again, I like the web slinging. Like, it's never really looked better. I mean, I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 might be have the best web, okay. web slinging yeah, there you go. of the series. Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah.
0: let's ask these guys then, too, because I feel like I think, yeah, that's what I agree that they're getting right is kind of the, the kinesthetics, like the the kinetic feel of Spider-Man in motion the, from the combat to the swinging to the POV kind of web shooter shots. The feel of Spider-Man in the suit, which maybe will bring us to our next talking point. I, th- I think that is something that they are doing well in this. You know, Joe, what do you think about the feel of Spider-Man and some of the action?
2: Um,
0: I mean, I think it's okay. Uh, this is this is
2: my least favorite Spider-Man movie, um, The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Okay. Uh, it is, in my opinion, the worst suit we ever see. Um, yes. It, the graphics don't really hold up to me at all the visual effects don't Hmm. really look great in retrospect and i think the pacing is just like god awful um jacob i have to ask you you didn't see this movie in theaters was the fact that it was an origin story again a big turnoff for you
1: yes and also because of the whole um way they do the um you know uncle ben getting killed is so like convoluted and confusing <laughs> and like doesn't make sense. Because they it's want like him an hour to be into the bad movie, and they...
2: good. It is very hard to do. Yeah.
1: It's like yeah. an hour
2: into the movie, they forgot they had to kill off Uncle Ben, so they just like, throw it in a scene real
1: quick. Right. Um, but this gets back to another big problem that I think the movie has, which is this movie assumes I care about Peter Parker's parents way more than I do. And the second oh, yeah, movie just doubles down you. on that, too.
2: It, oh it's it like triples down to it. We'll talk we'll talk about that yeah, when we get to that movie. But it's it,
1: like I can't you can't expect me to care about Peter Parker's parents and Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Like those are his parental figures. He doesn't need his off-screen parents.
2: Yeah, that's a mistake of of leaning into something that the comics did that I despise where they did reboot or not reboot but you know, retool Peter's backstory to have his parents be Secret agents who went missing and then Norman Osborn makes robots of them and sends them back to them like that was in the 80s when they were like, "Okay, what can we do with Spider-Man? Oh, what if we bring his parents back and and give it this twist? I didn't need that in the reboot of the movie. Not one bit. I don't care no. about Richard Parker. I care about Ben Parker.
3: Well, beyond right. that, it's exactly. it's kind of, I like what Jacob said. It really is the Nolaning of it where it's not even, they don't care. They don't want you to care about the parents. They want you to care about the idea that there is a
0: mystery. And you just mm-hmm. go,
1: well, yes.
3: but there isn't a mystery. And it really doesn't matter. No.
0: And this was billed as the untold story of Spider-Man, but then they just told us the same story with a little bit of extraneous details that they don't follow up until the next movie. But we get Martin Sheen.
3: You can't deny Martin Sheen as Uncle
0: Ben. He
1: is fantastic. I like Martin
0: Sheen. But he's not better than the Sam Raimi one. No.
1: I mean, he doesn't say, with great power comes a great responsibility." He just has like a weird speech that... Kind of gets at the same point, but is not as memorable. He says that's what's at stake that's here: I responsibility, not right. choice.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
1: then the whole scene where okay, so Spider-Man or Peter Parker, he goes to the convenience store. He's buying some milk. The guy's like, he wants to, He's two cents short. The guy's like, oh, you can't take a penny. Blah blah blah. Being an asshole to him. So yeah, like a you know the like guy
2: then, working in a bodega in New York would give a shit about <laughs> two pennies either. Right. Like, That's just one of those like in old eighties movies where like, you know, kids are like, Ha ha, your parents dead, your parents dead. It's like no kids are that mean. No (laughs) man working in a bodega cares that much.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're two cents short? Oh, you can't take a penny unless you spend ten dollars. And no skateboarder is is buying a bottle
0: of milk for two bucks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Chocolate milk. He's getting
2: chocolate
0: milk. (laughs) Yeah. He's like
1: what? He's a grown he's a grown ass kid. That's way better so than the, the robber, saw
0: storyline. Tell you what,
1: <laughs> the robber go, runs out, right? And the bodega guy comes out and is like, "Hey, help me catch this robber!" First of all, no one is going to help you help a guy who works at a bodega catch a robber in New York. Not even like, especially after you were just an asshole to him. Like, well, no, I'm not going to help you catch this robber. Story. <laughs> <laughs> and then also when you know uh, Martin Sheen. You know he runs into Martin Sheen. His gun falls out, and what does Martin Sheen do? He yells and goes for the gun. Probably the stupidest ah! thing you can do in that situation.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna compare it to Batman again. This is in Batman vs Superman where you see Thomas Wayne, the guns pulled on him, and like he cocks back his fist and tries to fight him real quick. <laughs> no, you're you're ruining right. the whole point of the character. The character is that like. You know, violence isn't always the answer. That's great power, great responsibility. Not like, oh, gun? I'm going to get him like I'm a superhero, (laughs) even though I'm Martin fucking Sheen.
3: I like this because Joe just said character stuff. Let's jump on these guys here. Let's talk a little bit Peter Parker because I think there is an uh, egregious moment in this film that so fully goes against who Peter Parker is. And it's the moment when they're gonna do the tour of Oscorp where he steals the spot of the kid and the kid yeah. is yes. No, 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 there's been some sort of mistake. There's been and he's just whistling and having a good time joking about it. It's Peter played Parker, off as a joke, yeah. It's played off as a joke, Jacob, because Peter Parker would never pass the shit on to anyone else that's not what he is the better writing for that scene is for him to all of a sudden go actually you know what there's been a mistake uh, and he kind of confesses and Gwen could say hmm and as he gets kicked out she leans out and says hey if you're still here in an hour I can tell you what you missed on the tour when you walk me home and you get like nice little character beats and stuff instead yeah. he's just like a fucking right. dick the entire time mm-hmm. it, it, it really, really is makes I no
2: think... sense. His Peter is so anti-Peter, and like we'll talk about that in the second one, too. But everything he does in this movie is just, like, too fucking cool. He stands up to Flash yes. Thompson and then gets beat up. He
0: like dunks on Flash, Peter's too. Peter's the
2: guy getting <laughs> well, beat up, not saving the kid getting beat up. Like, you're telling the story and that's the, in weird beats.
1: This is the whole problem. I think this is getting into the biggest problem with these movies, which is, I think... These movies don't understand what Spider-Man is about. Like these movies don't get Spider-Man. The Sam Raimi movies got Spider-Man. These movies they, they don't get it at all. Well, they don't get Peter.
0: I think is the more focus point, right? And it feels like they wanted so yeah. hard to not be Raimi's movies that it's like he was in the daytime, we're in the nighttime. You know, Uncle right. Ben was like well motivated. We're gonna do it. Poorly motivated. He was getting bullied. Now he's the bully. <laughs> like they just tried you to never flip. talk
1: about his parents. Now there is parents, right. which I think part of the flash Thompson thing of him not actually being bullied is like, um, you know, Andrew Garfield's just like too good looking and too cool to like actually be bullied. Yeah. So like, it, it just wouldn't be believable. <laughs> so they, he has to like stand up for another kid bully getting bullied.
2: Doesn't make any sense. He's supposed to be the <laughs> the nerd, not the like cool yeah. edgy guy in the corner who's like a fucking amateur skater like,
0: <laughs> yeah terrible Peter Parker it. he's way too cool yeah that's the thing is like
1: Toby Maguire I have my problems with him as um, Spider-Man not everyone agrees with that but Andrew Garfield is way worse as Peter Parker and he's almost just like a blank slate because he's like different in each scene like sometimes he's like this cool skateboarder sometimes he's like this mumbling very emotional kid. Yeah, but he's just kind of like a cipher where you can just put your own, you know, self into him. Um, it's also it's a like
2: slapstick a- comedy, which doesn't make any sense. Like,
1: people shit on Raimi for,
2: for having, like, an old taste in comedy. The whole transition after he gets his powers where he's, like, on the train and pulling that girl's shirt off and then, like, catching oh, yeah. flies and eating frozen, <laughs> uh, yeah. frozen mac and cheese, all of that is complete garbage to
1: me i mean there's a couple scenes that i do like in this movie um i think the scene where he the montage of him like learning his spider-man powers where he's like skateboarding i think that's like that's a nice montage. that's a levi Um,
0: jeans ad
1: yeah it's a (laughs) yeah but that was like the one scene in the movie that i liked um and then i think the scenes with um emma stone and andrew garfield like colin was saying i think they do have good chemistry they were a real life couple Mm -hmm. so like the the dialogue between them they do have chemistry. So I think that's one thing that makes this movie um, at least somewhat okay. Um, but it also feels like they're just kind of ad-libbing. Yeah, like,
0: it doesn't feel scripted. They're just
1: kind of like, yeah, they're just like totally, oh, yeah, I feel Jacob. like they just put the cameras on them. or are like, oh. just like, you know, do whatever you do. We are, and we'll film hey,
3: you. Emma, you, got, you and Andrew are so cute together. We know, we know. So on this one, we're just going to run. You know, you guys say whatever you guys say when you're just at home, you know, just ordering Chinese it. food. Oh my God. Yeah, we do this. Um, I have had girlfriends say these are their favorite superhero movies because they like the romance in these films so much. They find it so palpable.
1: Well, that's the thing. Is I do like Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. more than I like um, MJ Kirsten Dunst as MJ in the same way. I think she's a, a better, she's a stronger character. She has more like
0: agency. Um, agency,
1: yeah. I mean, she's like a really smart scientist. She and makes stuff, the and lizard stuff antidote.
0: She hits him with a yeah, statue. Yeah. She's at least getting involved. And I, I do like Gwen Stacy, yeah, more than MJ in these movie comparisons. And I like she learns. Yeah, and I even right like her away. relationship
1: with Dennis Leary as her dad on his first date
2: he's like oh by the way i'm spider-man and he says it like 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 why why would he ever do that he (laughs) understands her dad literally was like it's a bad idea for this guy to be out and if people knew who he was and who his friends were they'd probably get hurt and he's like cool i'm gonna tell your daughter right away
0: (laughs) he webbed her over yeah which gets into the whole
2: um yeah yeah, i mean such a cool guy
1: (laughs) Yeah, that just goes into the whole him disrespecting Dennis Leary's final like dying wish of him not Don't to date promise her. Promise me daughter.
3: one thing if they ever make a sequel. Hey, sh- shut up. Quiet, quiet.
1: <laughs> yeah, which he follows for like a day and then Aunt May's like, "Actually, you know, that girl's kind of pretty. You should probably date her." And then he's like, "Yeah, uh, fuck it." He's like, "All right, you're, you're right.
2: right." I I didn't learn anything about responsibility in this movie. So I guess I just just yeah well it completely you know what's really weird though and Colin Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong I'm pretty sure in the comics it's literally the complete opposite and when Captain Stacy dies he's like I've always known you were Spider-Man I always like Spider-Man please take care of my daughter and never leave her alone and then in this it's like literally the complete opposite.
3: We were talking some comic comparisons. Or you, you were saying some good stuff about Amazing Joe. Um, George Stacy, Detective George Stacy, or Captain, I guess, George Stacy, is a very cool character. Um, beyond the James Cromwell that we got in Spider-Man 3, he is complex. And I mean, in so many issues, and when they would do those covers of a character is going to die in this book, again, we'll talk about it in the next movie, there were a lot of fans who kind of saw some foresight coming with Gwen, but uh, he dies first, her father, and it's like a huge blow in the comic books. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, Joe. Yeah,
2: yeah, and like it knocks Spider-Man on his ass for a long time. So I like that they have that, but it it just felt weird for me to have like that promise element to it instead of it literally just being more like the comics and him being like, "Please take care of my daughter." To like, I'm sorry, bring it came to this, together. yeah. Especially if you're just going to ignore it, like why? Why frame your Peter Parker like a guy who can't keep a promise? Yeah, that's the opposite of what Spider-Man should
1: yeah. be. Yeah, well, he first like skips his funeral like an asshole, and basically ghosts Gwen Stacy, and then has one conversation with Aunt May where he's like, "You know what? You're right." Fuck that guy's dying wish. I'm going to get back with his daughter. It's not he even a no conversation.
2: <laughs> she, she literally says, who's that? She's pretty. And then he says, yeah, <laughs> Uncle Ben said the same thing. She goes, oh, and then goes yeah. back to whatever Sally Fields was doing.
0: Well, you know, the producers wanted a, a, a scene in the rain where Peter and Gwen have a breakup. So they had to do it. But I agree. Like, they should have had him say, protect her. Like, I'm dying, Peter take care of my daughter take care of New York take care of my family because I can't and he's the only guy who kind of has an arc in this whole movie because he does start out like he doesn't like spider-man and by the end they're teaming up and like I like Dennis Leary in this movie actually he's my favorite part
1: yeah, yeah I like he's Dennis a great Leary too, and com- I like character
0: he's kind of our commissioner yeah. Gordon you know for this you know and I like and his, his,
1: his his few scenes with with Gwen where um, you know she has Peter in her room and they have like that little conversation. I think they have a nice, (laughs) yeah. Um, they have a nice, uh, uh, father daughter relationship as well. Um, but overall, I just think this movie is overwhelmingly bland, um, boring, bad pacing. Um, just really not very interesting to watch.
2: Yeah. I think he does a pretty okay job as, as a quippy Spider-Man, but the problem is there's no difference between that quippy Spider-Man and Peter.
3: Yeah. You know, I, even Mike was sort of hinting at when Jacob was saying earlier, he's bad. And you were saying, no, 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 he's bad as Peter Parker. I'm kind of leaning more towards that. He's bad in general. You asked Joe what you thought about him as his look in the suit. I fucking love that he is a whip thin dude or whoever the stunt guy is. I mean, he looks like he is the slender man incarnate and I am the slender man. So I I do like (laughs) that.
1: Yeah, I do like his body type in the suit. I don't like the look of the suit at all. The eyes are all wrong. It's just the dark eyes don't work. And they obviously did fix that in the next movie. Um, People say he looks like like a basketball. (laughs) Yeah, one thing I did want to mention, though, is his whole... uh, I don't like how he becomes Spider-Man. His whole motivation for being Spider-Man is getting revenge. And he's literally tracking down... People and like assaulting them in the streets to see if they're like. the guy. Yeah, yeah. Profi- Are you he's, a white guy? Who looks like Creed? Stop and <laughs> Are, you <in> <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you Chad? I'm coming for you. Yeah. Are you Nickelback? I'm coming for you. Yeah. Chad Kroger, you're <laughs> yeah. <dead>. So
1: <laughs> it's me. Here's his whole evolution is Spider Man. I mean, he's just kind of a a, a sociopath in this movie. I Oh, 100%. There's even that moment where he
2: whips the guy's mouth and nose closed so he cannot breathe and then checks the tattoo before he lets him breathe. I fully believe if he would have caught him in that moment, he would have just like fucking left that dude webbed up to a wall dead.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. And he was even like... You know, this could have gone a lot worse for you. It's like, are you going to
0: kill this guy if he's, if he's the 100% guy that killed him? He, he webs saying. him in the nuts, yeah. too. So we really get a true low blow. Just general yeah. asshole behavior out of this Spider-Man.
3: But the but crane again, operators
0: love him. Although,
3: yeah, we Set, set oh him up. God. Set him up. We got to do it
0: for this kid. But Jacob again. His the, whole thing is s-
2: that he can web anywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I unleashed a, a beast here. I know. It is. It's, we got to talk rough. about the cranes at
3: one point. But back to the Spider-Man part of the Spider-Man, Jacob. The trailers were very heavily made up of that not a knife, that's my weakness scene. And I think a lot of people would point to, don't tell me he's not a good Spider-Man. He's very quippy in that moment. Look at how much fun he's having. But I would say, again, he seems more malicious than anything,
1: wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah, because, like, that guy wasn't the guy he was looking for. He was just some random, I guess, street car thief or something. Yeah. Yeah. But like Dennis Car-teeth Lee is kind of right about gear. Spider-Man. is a menace. Because he is kind of – he's a menace. Yeah, he's, he's a vigilante but not like a, a good vigilante. Like he's he's going too far. He's
0: not your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I mean you wouldn't want to run <laughs> no, into not, him yeah. as a white man in a back alley, especially if you have See, long I'm, blonde hair. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm, I'm
2: super excited to talk about the next one. I, like, I can't wait yeah. to talk about the next so
0: one. So let's get our final thoughts about this one because the next one does get pretty crazy. Okay
1: another really stupid thing is that the lizard discovers who Spider-Man is because he has his name on the back of his camera that he's using to take pictures of. <laughs> the what lizard. It, <laughs> Jacob,
3: What if it was the homework that he turned in? Wait, you wrote Spider-Man <laughs> in the name column, not Peter. <laughs> huh?
0: I knew it.
2: I'm going to get you.
0: <laughs> well, this released July 3rd um, of the same year that um, Dark Knight Rises released. So they did a villain oh, in I the sewer before Bane. So, well, Mike,
3: uh, should we say the elephant in the room, too? Guys, talking about reboot, when people say, is a reboot necessary? Is it blah, 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 blah? 2002 is Spider-Man. Mm. 2012, Amazing Spider-Man. Ten years later, we're getting a different take on this. Isn't that enough time? In my opinion, that's enough time to just let us try something new. Well,
1: it's less than that because you got to count it from Spider-Man 3 which is like 2007 to 2012. So that's only five years, actually. It's one year later
2: than Spider-Man 4 would have come out. Spider-Man 4 was supposed to come out in 2011. Mm -hmm. It came out in 2012.
0: Gotcha. Well, I think this reboot universe, I'll get my final thoughts on the amazing one here. They're starting off on a very unsure footing because they do the origin story, but worse than Raimi's. They have a Peter Parker that's worse than Raimi's. And they have a Spider-Man that's kind of an asshole. Uh, but I do like Gwen Stacy and their chemistry. So that's where I'm at going into two. And this is, I'm not going to give you my, th- well, should I do the, are we doing the thwips now? Yeah, just do it. is oh, you got th- it. This is another two thwips, just two thwips uh, out of five thwips. It's pretty low on my ranking. So two thwips, that's me.
1: Okay, I have to remember wow. what I gave the, the ones last week. But um, I think I would give this, what did I give three last week? like a two and, I and think a half a lot of fours I didn't I Did a we a go two two that place. low yeah.
0: i gave it a, i was the lowest with a two i think you gave it a three because you thought spider-man 3 is not as bad as people say yeah.
1: yes well that's the thing is that even the worst raimi one spider-man 3 it's fun to watch it's entertaining it's a blast to watch this movie was not fun to watch to me um i would give it two two flips
3: all right two flips all right. Jacob, how about that uh, Stan Lee cameo, the quiet scene with the fight with the lizard? Did you like that? Was that cool? Oh,
1: I do like the Stan Lee cameo in this one a lot. It's a good Stan Lee cameo. It's I thought that was with too. the
3: Mozart playing. I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah. Then I will jump in. I'll say that's my favorite scene. Uh, I don't know. That might be my favorite Stan Lee cameo out there. I do like that he's a uh, astronaut in the Guardians world, though.
1: Um, oh, we're going to get to the spider verse later but i think that has it also has
3: uh um, probably because uh, it's the saddest of all time so yeah maybe you're right (laughs) um i don't know this was i remember watching this and being like okay you know i'm this'll this'll be something i knew at the time it wasn't like with what i said with number three where i knew it was over uh and andrew garfield you guys forget he used to give all of the right answers in interviews God, I would love to cross over with those Avengers one day or even Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Wouldn't that be so cool? And he laid a lot of the seeds that sort of ended up developing to where we're headed. Um, you got to give the guy credit for that. And I, you know, I was an Emma Stone fanboy. I was fucking obsessed with her too. I was so happy with this cast when it came out. I, uh, But I got to go, get. It's a three. It's a 3 whip. Sw- it's maybe a two and a half. It's, it's nothing. It's not a major work. A it's a great thwip.
1: cast on paper.
2: Yeah. Colin, I'm going to piggyback there. You're totally right about laying the seeds for Sony and the MCU working together, so much so that Oscorp Tower was uh, almost digitally put into the skyline of New York for the Avengers movie. They were, you know, inches away from inking that deal, and they just didn't in time. So I think you're you're definitely right. It does deserve some credit there. Um, I'll, I'll give my thwips. Two and a half thwips. This is the mm. lowest I will give a Spider-Man movie. Uh, it is my least favorite. It is a, a poor a poor man's retelling of an origin story that could have been done in five minutes, and they stretched it out to an hour and a half.
3: Mm-hmm. Joe, did you ever touch any of these video games? Obviously, they got uh, movie-adapted video games as well. These are the only
2: Spider-Man ones I, I never touched. Oh, I'm, I'm shocked yeah, to hear either. that. I was super turned off by the the movies themselves, and at that point, like I was replaying Shattered Dimensions and Web of Shadows. You got to think, like there were a like bunch an of, Ultimate
3: Spider-Man, one um, unsung games. one we never talk about. I love that game.
2: Oh, I love that. the The shell sh- cell shading in there is so good, but no, I didn't touch these. They they do have some famous memes though. Uh, so yeah, wasn't a fan. Wasn't a fan overall, but I'm excited to talk about the Amazing Spider-Man two. Our yes.
3: normies that were born in 2000s, reach out to us. Maybe these are the movies for you, and we just, we just don't know yet. But let's take a break right now. We're going to keep talking the Sony-verse Amazing Spider-Man when we get back. We're back, webheads. We're still talking Amazing Spider-Man. Now, Jacob, right when I was saying to you, can you believe Dennis Leary used to be a movie star, do you remember when Jamie Foxx used to headline movies and be able to sell tickets just on him joining this thing? What do we think of Rise of Electro here, Jacob?
1: Ooh, well, I'd say he's he's the better looking of the two villains in this movie, which is crazy to say because going into it, I just remember seeing him in the trailers. Uh... And, and saying, on, like, oh, he looks ridiculous.
3: <laughs> I think you're leaving uh, Chris Cooper out as best-looking villain. Aged gremlin grandpa in a closet, <laughs> no, Joe. I know yeah, we've always loved that.
1: Gremlin. Oh, goblet. that's right, yeah. No of sense. all the all villains in these two movies, Electro is
0: literally the best one
1: of all the villains in, in wow. both And movies.
0: on paper, isn't Electro no, probably, like, no. the shittiest one they could have chosen, Joe?
1: Um, I don't, I don't is know. Is he bottom I'm, tier? Look, I'm... He, he's not rhino is bottom tier to
0: me no
2: rhino's not bottom tier either both of those are sinister six members wow. in the
1: original line i don't, I don't care I if they're like right. og but just based on their characterization in this movie
2: that's fair not that's fair that's fair here's yeah. where i want to start the conversation Police. for this movie i like this movie this movie has some of the best spider-man moments on film uh the suit looks bomb the best. dropped the here looks the best uh It has some moments that get the character Spider-Man more than any other iteration has. So while it has incredible flaws, I do enjoy this movie.
1: Well, I'll say this. I agree with some of what you're saying. First of all, they do go from the worst movie suit ever to the best movie suit ever. I agree. Do with we that. all agree with that, Colin? I, I think I, this you is guys the best don't
0: movie think suit
3: the, suit the eyes
2: are too big.
3: I, they just they blow my mind. I minutes.
0: love the how the big they covers.
2: Yeah, that's how he looks in the Ultimate comics. Is I mean, like I could see the McFarlane there, but it doesn't have like the black outline, but the big mm-hmm. white with the thin black outline. That's Ultimate Universe to me.
1: And I like the bright colors of the red and the blue. The more defined lines of the the webs. And the eyes. It just looks I so was, much better than the first movie.
2: I was saying um how, you know, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man was our uh generation's um
0: Christopher Reeves Superman.
2: Christopher Reeves Superman. This movie was made by someone who loved the Christopher Reeves Superman. And it is oh, so like fucking that. obvious. Once you skip once you skip the bullshit with the parents opening, it, it opens with Spider-Man flying out of the sky with triumphant uh trumpets mean, it's superman it is it is made by a generation of filmmakers that loved superhero movies so i kind of really love that and then you meet rhino i love that they open with a villain in a random adventure as you know from indiana jones that is how i think every good movie should open
1: this movie like
2: skip that preamble and you get into some good stuff
1: yeah that's the problem Is i started watching this movie I was like, what is this Some fucking Mission Impossible? What am I watching here with <laughs> Peter's parents in a plane? Dark Knight oh. Rises. And then the web sling starts. I'm like, this is the scene it should have started on because that scene is awesome with him web slinging around yeah. and then the rhino confrontation. But all this, the doubling down of the mystery of Peter's parents and his father, it's like, why? Who cares? Like, what is this? Like, is this just padding out the runtime? Like, why? Uh,
2: which doesn't need padding out because it's over two and a half hours. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Did so you long. know that there is a deleted scene that reveals that Peter's dad is still alive?
0: Oh really? Oh man! Yeah, yeah.
3: this is the whole so, mystery that like <laughs> <make> no sense. <laughs> Wait, let me jump in here three. and say. No. So, we didn't mention last time there was a post cred to Amazing Spider Man. Now, Kirk Connors, like you guys said, he was set up to kind of be an anti hero, right? Not necessarily a bad guy. He's visited by somebody at the end, an actor who's like, oh, we're going to do something. Stay away from Peter Parker. You know, we get some cool stuff like that. Now, we lead into the mystery of the father and stuff. Mark Webb, the director of these movies, has come out and said, We didn't know who the guy in the post cred scene was. We didn't know where the mystery with the parents was going. This was all Sony oversight to, again, boost mystery, uh, spread it out to multiple films, including a Sinister Six film that was very plot driven and spun off from this that they were very heavily promoting. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's the ultimate detriment. Mark Webb did not direct this movie, Sony directed this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the ultimate maybe. problem with. With both these movies, is that they just feel so, you know, made by a committee. But I'll say, you know, I did enjoy this movie more than the first one. I think the first one is like a a more like technically good movie, but I think this is a more fun movie to watch, and this has more scenes that I like and like moments that Uh, I like. You keep saying
3: this, I'm gonna push you into a vat of uh, uh, electric eels if you don't shut up because you're you're (laughs) saying crazy things. I
2: love. I love Jamie Foxx playing Jim Carrey in Batman Forever. It gets me there, man. I thought it was hilarious. It
0: works for me. You it like really that does. his teeth get fixed by the electricity, too? Is that... <laughs> yeah, dog. That's the best part. I do. I do.
2: Well... Um, I I like Paul Giamatti's dumb rhino. I love I like his dumb there voice. A, there's a lot of this I guess, movie that I really do enjoy.
1: Is it like a joke that they got like such a big name actor to be in like basically a cameo as the rhino. Like, is that like the point of it? Is well, like, there's we supposed apologize.
2: to be another movie. Know, Cause he was going to be in the sinister six as the rhino. Like that was going to happen. <laughs> there was BJ Novak was going to put it all together for us. It was
3: going to uh, happen. Joe, that's Joe, why you just Jen listed Urso the fifth is this bad movie. guy in this movie. Oh, the sixth <laughs> Jacob just reminded me. We got black cat. We got Alistair Smythe. Now let me reveal something here. He's in Alistair Smythe. Incredible. Um Mm -hmm. and you know and we got to get back to Mike's question at some point about if Electro's a a a low tier villain because that is chewing me up inside
0: too. But let me reveal this. Six, he's not. But I always find him boring (laughs) anyway. Uh, he is kind of. Let me reveal this. Well, he's low. So anyway, yeah. The
3: lead up to Amazing Spider-Man three was sort of the Death No More Clone Saga bullshit that you hear in the comics that fans just puked their brains out of in the 90s they were going to bring back mr parker his entire family they're all going to be revealed to be clones gwen stacy was going to be brought back in the next film uh dennis leary was going to be brought back in the next film as a clone and it was all supposed to build up to the struggles that peter has overcome in these movies and you're saying you know, why are they casting these jackasses? Why why is Chris Cooper, you know, putting on insane <laughs> fingernails for one scene?
2: I, I guess he's the money must have
3: disease. looked so good because he's got unknown goblin cancer, Jacob.
2: <laughs> unknown. Okay. Goblin. It, it's like they and again, didn't want to go unclear. the whole ultimate route. They just wanted to go like halfway there. Like, I don't know. It's so frustrating to me. In the original comics, Norman Osborn, billionaire, he, uh, he turns himself crazy with a super serum, basically. In the Ultimate Universe, Evil Billionaire turns himself into giant goblin monster with secret serum. And this is like secret right. serum, weak goblin monster, never a super villain. <laughs> we haven't even He's mentioned like, him. Like,
1: what? Ooh, I hate well, it's Spider-Man. like the serum. <laughs> yeah. In this one, it's like he was turning into a goblin. He needed the serum to not turn into a goblin, but then he turned into a goblin anyway. I and guess. the other they thing the I'm confused about real literal.
0: No, they need. Yeah, the thing I'm, they need Peter Parker's th- blood in order to make the Goblin shit work. But it was on his dad's bio from 1995 that went down in a plane crash. <laughs> How dare so, you, Mike! Right, it was. But,
3: it was then that I realized that using the Spider's <laughs> DNA, I would cure Goblinism.
1: And you go, okay, well, it is. Well, it that's is the other easy. thing that doesn't make sense. Oh, it makes sense, um,
2: but it's the most egregious thing you could ever do to Spider-Man. Yeah, because it changes. Let him go. Written by Stan Lee was that anyone could be Spider-Man. Exactly. Anyone could put on the mask. We'll talk about that in the next movie. And mm-hmm. this is like, no, Andrew Garfield's a very special boy and only his blood would work and only he can be the Spider-Man and no one else.
1: Joe, that's exactly it. And it's like it it goes into this whole like fate thing, which is so overused in in these kind of movies. And it's like, the whole point is that Peter Parker was just an everyday guy who just got bit by a spider and got all this responsibility thrust upon him. Um, and it turns it into a whole, you know, like a Jesus parable basically, where he's like yep. the one that can save the world. It's so the most egregious thing.
2: But when you yeah. see him fix that little boy's wind turbine and mm. walk him home from school, that's the most Spider-Man thing you see on any of these movies. That's ever.
0: probably the most Spider-Man, Spider-Man scene. I agree, Joe, in any of the films. Is there bullying the kid? And he says, hey, what's your name, kid? Fix it. You're like that? Come on.
1: Like, that is great. And then the kid comes back at the end and he has that like Tiananmen Square moment with the rhino. <laughs> yeah, um, which they stole for, Iron, for Man. Iron
0: Man. I don't know if they, I think Iron Man did it first. Uh, oh, that's they, true. Iron Man they did retconned it first. Yeah. But,
1: but... um. To get back to the goblin, I was a little confused. So Chris Cooper is dying from this disease, but he's an old man and he didn't have like the disease. He started getting the disease when he was in his 20s or something, because then Dane DeHaan is like getting the disease immediately and is going to die soon. But then why is Chris Cooper an old man who's just now dying? I was very, very confused by all that. He's got plot movie
2: disease. Yeah. In one throwaway line, he's like... I'll give you all my research of how I kept myself alive so long. That's my Chris Cooper impression. And it then has a, a like, I don't want to do any of that. I don't, I don't want to do any of that. I, I need <laughs> Spider Man's blood. That's
3: my Can we all? Should we all no. try to yes, do a, a Keanu Reeves, but he's on more drugs? <laughs> angry
1: fraud Spider Man. I, I,
3: cute I, cute I cute need cute you to cute ask cute. your friend Spider-Man if I can have some of his blood. Um, no, oh. I asked. He said
1: you can't. What do you mean? But <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, just give me Peter blood, Parker Spider-Man. being an asshole for no reason. Because, just, okay, if any of my friends were no, dying no, and just needed a blood, blood transfusion for, for no me, reason. I would give it to them. But yeah, Peter's but like, no, thinking- I can't. I don't know. I'm totally
2: anti give your blood to a giant corporation and let them do whatever they want with. No, it's It's
1: his friend. His, his friend from when he was a kid is dying and literally saying, I need your blood. It's probably the only way that I won't die. And Peter's like, I don't know. It could go wrong, but it also could go right. And he's, if he's going to die either way, you might as well try
2: it's a I'm, I'm Peter's dying. an asshole. You can't kill me anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I kind of right. hear what you're saying, but at the same time, if I was a superhero and even if it was my best friend who was like, Hey, yeah, my goblin dad just died and I'm running this billion dollar company that has like a murder basement. Um, I just need some of your blood to like fix me up. We're not going to do anything else weird with it. I promise. I'd be like, I don't know, man. I know <laughs> That's that you're true. a shady company because the lizard worked there, too. That's it also right. does that thing where like all of the villains come from one place and all the same technology right. and their motivations are just to kill Spider-Man. They don't have their own at all. It's
1: like, ugh. Hate all that. And they have all these sinister six different animal suits for some reason. Uh, like they have yeah. one that just looks like a rhino, one that looks like a vulture, one yeah. that looks like an. Because they were just like
2: super into animal neogenics uh, <laughs> for for some reason. Like they, they, they really yeah. were into like they saw a, a Cirque de Soleil show and like for some reason <laughs> they really got hooked on the idea of like
0: animals. You guys, find me a scientist with the last name Octavius and bring him here <laughs> now. I need I need <laughs> the it's pun to have work. An auto.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but to get back I to... to uh, yeah,
3: sorry. I was just going to say Bring one positive just to throw out here is I, I have slowed down the scene at the end where they open up the canisters of all the equipment and just looked at that stuff. There's a Venom suit. The Vulture wingsuit looks cool. You look at the Octavius arms. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I It just... It, knowing that we're never going to see them, I can look at them and just go, ooh, what if?
1: Right. Um, But I, I do want to bring it back to Dane DeHaan for a moment. Harry Osborn and the complete botching of Harry Osborn in this movie. First of all, mistake number one is to not have him in the first movie because he comes out of nowhere and then it's like, oh, Peter Parker was best friends with this guy. It's like you never mentioned that in the first movie when he was doing all this stuff with, Oscorp. That he was friends with the that he didn't need to steal
2: a guy's badge to get into right. the no, fucking internship. Just, like, called your buddy Harry. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. Hey, yeah. can I come so take Harry a, a tour out of, of your office? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck.
1: Yeah. They literally never Again, mentioned Harry in the first movie. It feels like they were just like, we're going
2: to separate ourselves entirely. We're not touching any of the things that Ramy touched, which is kind of a mistake I think the MCU is doing too, where it's like, no, mm-hmm. Jay Jonah is not going to be in this franchise. We're not going to mention him at all in the first one. In the second one, you'll see an email. It'll be a throwaway joke. That's it. Like, no Harry Osborne, no, none of that. And they were like, No, you need Osborne. You need to do all that stuff. And they're like, Okay, just kidding. He's been his best friend always <laughs> and forever. He just hasn't right. been around in a
0: decade. I know they're best friends because they skip rocks together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they have one scene where
1: there's catch the up.
0: <laughs> Remember when we were ten years old, you know, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I forgot that's I didn't even put one. that
3: together, guys. He would have said you, the man in the hologram in that first one, who you say is dying, he, he would have met him at least once if he was his best friend's dad. You would say, Oh, can I go talk to that man actually? Would it be okay if I asked him a question or two? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Right. No, it's and cool. literally, like
2: this little orphan, and I knew him growing up.
1: And Peter's dad literally worked for Harry's dad when they were kids. Yeah. So, like, none of this comes up in the first movie. It's very strange. And nope. then the second big problem with Harry in this movie is that obviously he's played by Dane De who I do <laughs> like in some other things, but is just terrible. A big Valerian
0: movie. fans and in I this podcast. <laughs> yeah, a real big else. Valerian.
2: I do what like else Valerian. Is he in? I like. Beyond Valerian.
1: <laughs> um, he was in P- Place Beyond the Pines. He was good in that. Uh, Chronicle. That? I don't
2: remember him in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. A bunch of shit I've never seen. He's, and then He's place good the sometimes, but I do but not remember him.
1: He's in the third segment of that movie. He's the son of Ryan Gosling's character. Um, that's a good movie. Everyone should watch that movie. But um, he's So he's been okay in other stuff, but he's just so bad in this. I can't get past it. Um, he's doing it like well, and know, his well. voice and everything about him. Just-
3: the weird connection, Jacob, him and James Franco both became famous and notorious. They were hand-selected for their first film role to be James Dean. Because they're both essentially doing a James Dean impression, I would say, as Harry Osborn. And James Franco's is great.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. James Franco's I mean, a little bit better.
1: Yeah, I definitely think James Franco does a better Harry. Um, and I don't know. It's just his weird hair, like his weird, like he's doing like like the son of a rich guy, but like not like in an interesting way at all I don't think. It's
0: like Black and Cat that- she runs the company now. You all work for Black Cat. Fuck you. You guys, all work for right? Black yeah. Cat
2: who you're never going to see as Black Cat. Also, yeah. Mary Jane was going to be in this movie but we
1: cut it. Oh Shailene yeah, I was Woodley. actually reading yeah, Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Woodley was going that to be Mary Jane. just never happened.
2: Jacob, well, I have, have to ask you cuz you were all like, "I don't understand human relationships. Why are they why are they so complicated?" I don't. Uh, I don't. Did the did the Lizard, fact that, by the, way, <laughs> did the fact that uh, um, Peter and Gwen were like breaking up and getting back together, did that bother you this time? Because there's in Spider-Man 2 that, that bothered you. You were like,
1: I don't understand. No, because in Spider-Man 2, I don't know. It, it worked better for me in this movie than it did in Spider-Man 2. I think because they're not, like, um, or, they're not in their
2: late 30s or
1: what? Because they're not in their late 30s. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah but i think mainly because i think andrew garfield and emma stone do have good chemistry throughout both of these movies whereas you know toby and kirsten dunst mm, it's a little iffy um and I, I emma stone i think she's obviously a great actress i mean she has like you know oscars and, and whatnot but um she really brings a lot to the more to this character than i felt like kirsten dunst did with mary jane
0: in this movie, she has a lot less to do. She's just like, "I'm going to be in danger because it's my choice peter uh, she yeah, doesn't so there's right there's
2: nothing you can do about it you You're not a superhero who can remove me from this situation.
0: I'm just going to be in danger because they really want to do the death of Gwen Stacy in this film
1: well that's hey, a, that's the other problem yeah. I think
0: is just that
1: having Gwen Stacy, it's like, well, obviously you're going to kill her, so it's not really a surprise when they kill her because everybody the one thing that Gwen Stacy is known for is dying, right so what can yeah, you really do I, about that? I
3: don't know. Yeah, I, I like that, you know, we said she's so well-written in the first one, and Mike's right, she has so much less to do in this one, but to Jacob's point, she doesn't just suddenly hate Spider-Man, so I do appreciate that. It's just the dumb drama of Andrew Garfield's, well, I made a promise, but did she have to die, guys? There was a lot of these debates. Wouldn't it be smarter to subvert the expectations and not kill her?
0: I
1: think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, but again, this feels like a movie a studio made and they wanted to not do what Raimi did. They're like, well, what can we do with Gwen Stacy that's never been done before on the big screen? We're going to do the death of Gwen Stacy. And I think that ties into our goblin problem of having him shoehorned in when throughout the whole movie, (laughs) Electro is the villain and you defeat him and it feels like that's the conclusion. Then all of a sudden here comes the goblin yes. just to do that scene at the clock tower now, that's right next to the power plant. At the clock. Yeah. This, this tower, movie is like cool. six
2: different vignettes. Like it's not really a movie. It's like six different 20 minute shorts that don't really have anything to do with each other. Sometimes they're yes. just Peter and Gwen. Sometimes they're, they're the Rhino. Uh, Sometimes the mystery of yeah, his parents. The death of Gwen Stacy is one. Yeah. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> like Electra, like I forgot about, and then like watching the movie, it's, I don't know, I don't know, there's something I really like about what they do with the soundtrack where it's like built into the movie because it feels like a comic book in a weird way to me, like the whispering in, in the soundtrack, like, yeah. they're all gonna
1: laugh at you, they're all
0: gonna laugh at you. It's Hans like, Zimmer, know, it's a like, like, that like, follows and, Jamie Foxx around, yeah, but, yeah, but again, that plays like, the Spider-Man theme.
3: <laughs> he does with but doesn't it feel yeah. yes, so yes. nolan since it is a Hans Zimmer score it just seems so you know with those big arpeggios and
0: a little bit oh, of dubstep yes, 100%. yeah the dubstep that, that just follows it, Electra and what around. didn't age better than dubstep right it's a timeless <laughs> soundtrack yeah.
1: but yeah but, I agree with Joe and this movie has the same problems as Spider-Man 3 where it's like feels like a different movie every 15 minutes mm-hmm. and the different villains never really kind of come together. Like, there's a couple scenes with Electro and, and Goblin together. Um, but even after Goblin turns into the Goblin, they don't even have any scenes together. It's he doesn't just like, come oh, Electro dies. He just waits
0: for Electro to yeah. die. <laughs>
1: and then he shows <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, he doesn't um, so, shit. Goblin feels super rushed. And even Electro is not even in this movie that much because he's locked up for a lot of it, being like tortured yeah, or whatever. By one hot man. In the middle of there's
0: one man. Watching the prisoner
2: (laughs) running the Ravencroft Institute. They do. They they covered some weird parts of the Spidey universe. And I do appreciate that. Like Alistair Smythe, BJ Novak is, you know, one of the guys who creates the, the spider slayers. I could definitely Mm -hmm. have seen them go in that direction. Especially with Rido's design. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not a great movie, but like between him helping out those kids, the web swinging, and the, the rhino open and closed bookends,
0: that's enough for me to be like,
2: yeah, I enjoy. If this movie's on, I'm going to leave it on and I'm going to enjoy those scenes.
0: I just feel like I, I like the exact scenes you're describing and I have the same feelings you do, Joe. It's just it's so much more boring than the first movie because it's so disjointed, it feels to me. But. Again, I think the Spider-Man action is really awesome with Electro. It feels very energetic and the creative use of like the web shooter to spread it out to multiple directions. Like he does things with his webs that they never really explored in the Raimi films. And I think that is really fun that you see Spider-Man be- being really creative with how he uses his powers, even to the point of losing the web shooters. And now he has to fight Electro in a different way. I, I really is do enjoy that. such a
2: classic Spider-Man thing, like... You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's like running out of web fluid is like one of the most common Spider-Man tropes. It's nice that like they do do that kind of stuff. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Well, I I do like obviously that they went back to, you know, he makes the web shooters instead of them just coming out of his wrists um, so that they can be like electrocuted because they're machines. So I like that aspect of it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's you know, I think the first movie is more boring because it's just. I agree. It's just more generic to me. This movie does have some standout moments. I think if you just cut out everything with Peter Parker's parents, like his whole like mystery, just cut all that out, it would be a much better movie. Because that's I'm, like, I don't know how mm, much that movie,
0: the first one, like 20, too. 30 minutes. Look.
3: <laughs> I'm with Mike here. I find, I was so shocked you guys said that the pacing of the first one is so bad because I find this one to just be a jumbled, unwatchable.
0: Just, it is just unwatchable to me. I don't have yeah. any sense of the plot. Like it is just scenes. And I don't know when, yeah. when and Peter were like together, when they were broken up. up. I, I can't tell you at what point in the film was after a breakup and getting back together. Like it, it's just so nonlinear and, and disjointed to me. And maybe that's my brain well, think, or maybe yeah. it's the script. Part of no, that. It's could definitely be because the
2: I, It's a bad movie, but I like
1: it. Yeah, okay. The script, the structure of the script is a mess. And I think the, the motivations of the villains are really weird. Like, Goblin, his motivations make sense, but he's super rushed at the end. Electro, even though I think his he looks cool and his effects are cool, his motivations are like really just really kind of weird because it's just like he's like this mentally unwell person who thinks Spider-Man is his best friend, he and wants then to he has fuck one Spider-Man, like, and he's mad. That yeah, he, he has one confrontation with Spider-Man where he forgets his name, and then he's basically he's he's, he's in Times Square, right? He's on all the TVs, and then. Spider-Man replaces Electro on the TVs, and that's when he gets mad and starts attacking. It just seems very contrived, yeah. I guess. He I forgot guess it's his name. <laughs> it's, it's he just wants to be seen. He just wants to be It's, seen. He to be but it's so much. He wants to
3: be seen. But it's that stretched out thing again, where it literally it's what we were... But what we were complaining about with the first one, with the tone of peter slash spider is remember that he's the good guy we always want everything to be tied to him he needs to be the inciting incident he can do that for electro but he's always got to be the good guy and in the right you're like well i mean then electro has no motivation (laughs) like there's just nothing there right
0: i do like that in the times square he's telling the cops like whoa don't shoot this guy like maybe he's a little misunderstood like i I like that spider-man's trying to talk him off the ledge a little bit. It goes around. His
2: relationship yeah. no, with New York, I don't think it's ever done better than it is in this movie. Like, he has the retribution arc in, in the first one. And then in the second one, like, yeah, he is a, a role model to the city. And, like, there are people who don't like him. There are people who think he's he's causing a bunch of damage and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, if you could call a cop or Spider-Man, you're, you're going to call Spider-Man.
0: Should he have worn the fire helmet, though?
2: Yes, 100%
0: he should have. That's a dumb <laughs> There's well, another. <laughs> no, I love it. I love I this agree. is
1: another problem I have with some of the quips and stuff. It's like, I get that's what Spider-Man does, but in the beginning, he's like quipping with Rhino when like people are getting injured and killed. It's like, Spider-Man, focus on your job first instead of trying to make quips every five seconds. The truck is running <laughs>
3: people over, and he is, I mean, yeah. it's just song and dancing. <laughs>
1: Right. So the time he went to go get the fire helmet, it's like you could have been saving people in that time.
3: (laughs) I know that's probably a stupid complaint
1: because it's a (laughs) comic book. but No, that that
2: makes total sense. That little boy was facing off Rhino and he was thinking, oh, man, do you think we could uh, give me a fire hat? I just think it'd be really funny (laughs) if I showed up with a fire hat. People are going to love this. (laughs) That bothers me so much less than Peter Parker dipping Gwen Stacy and kissing her at graduation. Like that, that, <laughs> that bothers me so much more than like all the dumb shit he does as Spider-Man.
0: Uh, like,
2: doing dumb shit as Spider-Man? It makes sense to me. Peter Par- Parker dipping his girlfriend at graduation. It's like he wouldn't fucking do that. Like Because he's cool, universe? Peter Parker.
0: Yeah, I, I could totally see cool. him with the fire hat. He's in so the universe cool. where he's a cool
2: skateboarder yeah I don't, know. Oh, no. I don't know he's 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 too put cool on another
1: school. Coldplay
3: song <laughs> yeah mm-hmm.
2: uh, yeah and uh,
1: the Kim montage of that for you song which i is like one of my least favorite songs ever where he's trying to find the, the secret of his dad's <laughs> yeah, yeah it's to go yeah. from dashboard he, confessional to that is just
0: yeah uh, man and then yeah. the
1: secret lab in the subway, subway car, car. Like, what is going on like is his dad james bond what the He's fuck got like a his, crazy his token. Dad was james bond they were <laughs> shield
2: agents in the comics for some reason oh. that they decided mm. in the 80s when they were bored uh, yeah overall weird movie but it's got a couple <laughs> I mean, moments yeah.
0: that i love to watch and in, in another universe this is maybe the only uh spider-man movie that we ever got so you know maybe we can get talking about the spider-verse but first you know, Let's, let's do, the do the final thwips, final thoughts here. Yeah, Can Colin, I ask you guys you one here?
3: last question before we jump in here? Uh, we did the talk about the relationship to who these people are last time. So just looking at Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, uh, let's even say Dane DeHaan, I guess. Um, it's interesting in that they've all kind of gone the prestige movie route, Jacob said. You know, Academy Awards, the favorite, Emma Stone... Andrew Garfield trying stuff with Hacksaw Ridge. God bless Dane DeHaan. Who fucking knows what his career is going to look like. (laughs) Would you like to ever see these people come back to comic book stuff? Because there really hasn't been a lot of talk about that. But sometimes they get thrown around. Sometimes I see, well, Andrew Garfield would have been a really cool Flash if they had to replace Ezra Miller. Or there was a ton of talk for Emma Stone to do a Poison Ivy at some point. I'd like to see her go that way, Mm. maybe.
2: I could see DC that for side. either one of them. I mean, like, look when superhero movies are the only big movie game in town. I think eventually everyone's going to be a part of the MCU. They gotta they, come
3: like, back to it. Oh no, board, you know, <laughs> where would you? Where um, would you call- put Andrew Garfield in the MCU, Joe? Where would he slot? Slide- would he go somewhere perfect for a what? I'm blanking.
2: <sighs> well, I was thinking raw man, but
3: oh, okay, not more. like some young warriors. Yeah, warrior we have stuff, one of those the new warriors. That'd be interesting.
2: Yeah, some new warrior stuff. Wicked, supposed to have a the young
0: Avengers. But who knows if we'll ever get.
2: He's not young anymore, though. <laughs> That's the
0: yeah. problem. He has, yeah, they're like in their mid 30s. He's going to have so... age
2: wrinkles.
0: I mean, yeah. with the movie we're going to talk about next? I just love the idea of getting Toby back and getting Andrew back and doing like a Madam Web, like Spider Verse, IRL, like kind of storyline. We're getting the multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange, like we said, directing connection there. Flashpoint, I on think the that DC would be side. great. Well, first yeah. of all, Colin, you're and also then, forgetting yeah, that
1: um, Emma Stone was in another superhero movie, a little movie called Birdman, everyone's favorite superhero, right? Oh,
0: and then that guy becomes <laughs> another Birdman in
1: another <laughs> movie we'll right.
0: talk about next week.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: Full circle. And he was also a Batman. All right, let's, Batman. Flip it out.
1: let's flip it out. I'm yeah, let's flip thwip and out. Thwips.
0: All right, uh, this is my least favorite Spider-Man movie. While it has some of the best uh, Spider-Man action as far as individual moments i think i just find the convoluted nature of the story and kind of the again it's the worst version of three villain syndrome even worse than Raimi number three because that one can still be fun because it's so weird and bad this is just a studio it has no soul except for a couple moments that snuck out of there but i'm giving this 1.5 thwips this is my least favorite spidey man movie yes
1: i think um i you know the I like this movie, like I said, a little better than the first one because I think that the highs are higher, but the lows are lower. So it's more hit Mm. or miss, but I just think the first one is more consistently bland. And I like some of the moments in this, like Joe said. So I will give it two and a half whips.
3: I got to go my lowest possible. I gave two and a half to the last one. I'll go two on this one. You guys said you liked the makeup on Electro. I remember just really being turned off and let down by that. And I did see again the writing on the wall. By the time this one had come out, I think the total gross of it wasn't even close to the opening weekend of Amazing Spider-Man 1. I mean, it was pretty much stated that this was game over.
2: Oh yeah, it had yeah. really bad reviews, you know, before it hit theaters. So it was it was dead in the water. Well, that said, three out of five twips. Uh, I, wow, I love some of the moments in there, man. I uh, I can't get over how right they got it in some points, considering how wrong they got it most of the time. Um, overall, happy to be done with Andrew Garfield, which is a shame because I, I thought I would have loved those ones, but the next thing. Oh, boy, mm-hmm. are we in for a treat. <laughs> That's By right. the way, Electro,
0: his name was Max, for those of you playing at home.
1: <laughs> Max Dillon. Max Dillon is Dylan. Max right.
2: his name, and he is a Leo-like Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> and I just wanted to address one thing that Colin said. I do think that Electro is the best-looking villain in this franchise, like I said, but it be- the reason I say that is because it's a very low bar, because Green Goblin looks like yeah. shit. Rhino looks like shit, and <laughs> lizard looks like shit. So they went with I'll the uh,
2: the ultimate universe take on Electro instead of like the big dumb star shaped uh, yellow mask. He does turn all blue, which I I thought was uh, a good idea.
0: I like the Rhino cool. robot the best from pure design aesthetics when that when it's closed. Anyway,
2: villains look different in different universes.
0: That's true. And speaking yeah. of different universes, segue. We tried it three times. Now we're finally going to get it. We're going into the Spider Verse right after this.
2: <laughs> nice. What's up, Danger?
3: What is up, webheads? We're back for our last round here. We're talking into the
0: Spider-Verse when we're talking Spider-Man here on Normies Like Us. Yeah, it took us three three uh, segue attempts to get over here, but it also took Sony three attempts to make a successful Spider-Man story, which some Ooh. argue may be the most successful Spider-Man story. Uh, most it's successful- another origin story, but... It's you know, another well origin story, it's
3: somebody else's origin story. Now, guys, right. go back and listen to our last episode before this. I think unilaterally here, all four of us were like, eh, we can easily declare there's one good Spider-Man movie, it's perfect, it's immaculate, it's maybe the best comic book movie of all time, Spider-Man 2. Well, feelings change. I mean, I'll and say up front here. And along came spider. Along came a motherfucking Spider-Verse right now, Mike, cuz this <laughs> is the best Spider-Man movie ever made, maybe comic book.
1: Oh, I have yeah, to agree 100%. with you there, Colin. Yeah, Let's so go 100%, round. you know, Spider-Man 2, I think you can say it's the best like contained Spider-Man story as a movie, which I can agree with, but Spider, I mean this as a movie is so good. Like, it's so, like... Pure comfort No offense to the Sam Raimi movies, but I just love this movie so much. Yeah,
0: and I I mean, coming into this week, yeah, we knew this was going to be a rougher week than the Sam Raimi week, I think, overall, but knowing that we were going to talk Spider-Verse kind of kept me going. It's a movie that is able to do an origin story while not being really an origin story of Peter Parker again, but then distilling what the character Spider-Man is, and I think that's what's great about it. Joe thoughts on this oh
2: 100 percent, man i saw this movie um three times in theaters at midnight and then once uh with family and then once again um i adore miles as a character uh i was really excited about a miles movie miles was created by brian michael bendis in uh, the ultimate comic books to replace a dead peter parker but going into this movie i didn't think that we would get a dead Peter Parker. Like I didn't think that we were going to have that actually happen. This movie is surprising from start to finish. Um, I've watched it five times in, in the last year just because Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those movies that Colin, like you said, comfort food, man, I put this on in the background all the time. It's got a killer soundtrack. The animation is totally revolutionary. Uh, Nothing exists like this movie.
3: Nothing does. I, Joe, I happened to turn this on about six weeks ago, too. I read on Netflix that this is one of the most rewatched movies that they have. I think there's going to be a lot of streaming Gosh. rights battles for this because it's just it's endlessly rewatchable. You wonder why Joe just listed so many positive traits. I want to hear your guys' positive traits, too. But the animation style... That visualization of it, every time you watch it, there is something new you can look at, I would say, beyond it. You know, beyond the frame, in the background, where you're like, fuck, nothing looks
2: like that. Well, and the reason nothing looks like that is because every single universe is rendered differently. So this is completely revolutionary technology for animation. Every single Spider-Man that we see is... In fact, done differently than the other ones. So, like that—that that kind of almost claymation type vibe that it gives off at times is because there's there's so many different technologies at work that that Sony created, literally something unseen.
0: Yeah, and I mean we're so used to seeing ever since Toy Story, kind of the Pixar style, smooth lines, you know, and like everything's very realistic. This is leaning into that comic aesthetic. Even to point of some people were surprised by the jerky motions, but that's like an intentional thing that they did where the characters for the most part are moving at fifteen frames a second, unless they're doing Spider Man y things and swinging where that's when it switches to fluid. It's like the cell shading, yeah, it's it's stuff we've never seen before. The use of color, the graffiti influence. It, it's really one of a kind and I can see why it's so rewatched.
1: Uh Mike, you you kinda of took my fun fact because I was, you know, doing some research on this and Sorry, uh Matt. Yeah, the frames per second is really interesting because, for instance, when uh, Peter and Miles are going to the uh, facility where Doc Ock is, um, they're swinging through the forest. Mm-hmm. They actually rendered both of them separately. So they rendered Peter in 24 frames per second while they rendered Miles in 12 frames per second to show how inexperienced he is at web slinging. So he looks more jerky. So I just thought that was like a really interesting thing. But mm-hmm. so much uh, of this, yeah, the this animation is, is incredible. just incredible. And yeah, when they this, finally
0: get it together, they're both at 24. Right. Right. So, like, they're I both so, in yeah. sync, literally, and, like, with exactly. the technology. It's it's fucking crazy. Man. But, yeah, the
1: animation in this, I mean, so much different cool stuff. So much to look at in every frame. It's like stepping into a comic book. And when when all the Spider people are together, it's like there's so many jokes coming at you. There's so many, like, just you know something in the background that's a reference like so much stuff that you can wouldn't even see on your first watch that you can rewatch. so it's it's great
3: there's so many good spider folks that we've got a name do we want to go around and say who our favorites are real quick do you have a favorite one jacob
1: oh i mean other than i think miles is a great character but i i love the Nicolas cage spider-man noir um it's just very funny Uh, this
3: crazy device you call it a rubik's
1: cube i'll be taking this back (laughs) with me yeah, I like egg creams and beating up Nazis,
2: <laughs> <laughs> punching Nazis. You ever hold a match down to your fingertips just to see if you can feel something?
0: <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Cage is amazing in this. I mean, is he your favorite? Like, How about Miles, you guys? Yeah, please. Besides Mike. Miles, you know, I think Spider Gwen is very cool. Obviously, she's been pretty popular since her introduction and seeing her as one of like the co-leads. I think with. Peter B. Parker, Gwen, and Miles as your main ensemble, and then kind of the tertiary Spider-Men like Noir, Penny, and uh, Peter Porker, right? Porker. Yeah, Spider. John Mulaney. But your main three, I think, they're all really strong in their own way, and uh, I think what this does well is the story of Spider-Man is anyone can wear the mask. That's kind of the point of the character, as Stan Lee would always put it, and this is the best example of that. Um,
1: unlike the andrew garfield ones where yeah his his
0: destiny <laughs> no it's um, this one gets it right yeah mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. i think that's joe what's favorite. really strong about this
2: um it's cliche but you know taking miles off the board i gotta say peter b parker like the schlubby spider-man who's just at the 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 end of his rope the the epitome of the parker luck right like Mm-hmm. drives everyone away and then and then realizing oh I, maybe i can have it all because this kid taught me i love it i love it so much honorable they mention teach each other. Uh, spider-man 2099 oscar isaac's cool boy
0: yeah yeah i forgot about that 2099 gets a shout out you're pointing you, st- you know you're pointing <laughs> it's, it's very rude to
1: point <laughs> yeah that's right um, speaking of Peter B. Parker, I mean, I don't have very many criticisms of this movie because it just gets so much right that it's hard to even say like, "Oh, I would have done this differently." The one thing I think could have been interesting, uh, and I think all the voice actors did great and everything, but bringing Toby Maguire back to either be the the Chris Pine Peter Parker or the Peter B. Parker, I think would have been really hard. Uh, disagree.
0: God, looks like Our he disagree, disagree. Yeah.
3: buddy. I am with Joe here. The uh, the peter b parker i mean he's an original character for this thing and he is astounding when he is in the bathtub crying or saying things like and i just had a slice of pizza and you see that he's actually eating the whole pizza um i'm not a jake johnson fan i've never watched new girl the mummy sucks uh you know i had no fucking faith going into this thing i was like jesus that guy is so annoying and now i mean he calls sick kids and he he pretends he's Spider Man. He is Spider Man. I mean, you, I fucking no, yeah, learned the same lesson he does at the end. He's incredible, Jacob.
1: But Colin, just Collins, imagine if the Chris Pines Peter Parker was Tobey Maguire. That would that be a very would funny. Take. Like that Easter would be egg, incredible. Be? I
2: mean, I'll I'll do you one better. Imagine Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire were all in the scenes as their own Spider man because that was on the table, and I will not be surprised if we see it in the sequel. Like, I'm sure. glad it wasn't Tobey Maguire because I think we're going to see the Raimi-verse in this franchise.
0: I mean, that's kind of what you asked before, Colin. It's like, where does Andrew Garfield go previous episode? Toby. yeah, I'm seeing that maybe. And maybe we'll get Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 one day. <laughs> we'll get well, The you Amazing do get Spider-Man the, uh... 3 as a spinoff. If it gets popular enough. Because people can't get enough Spider-Man. And this shows you can't have too many.
1: Yeah, when it's good, when they're good movies, that's the thing. It's uh, like, true. <laughs> people will go see them. But, um... Yeah, you even get the references to the to the Sam Raimi movies with the uh when the Chris yep, Pine down Peter Parker is doing his intro, you see the train sequence, you see, you know, Spider-Man 3 emo Peter Parker dancing. Hey, we we don't see tons call it of it references of that in this movie. <laughs> so many references in this movie. It's mind-blowing. Like there's just so much to see in every frame and I just it's so rewatchable. It's great. The comic book about-
2: authority calling that opening. Oh. So incredible.
3: Incredible. Just real quick to jump on that because Joe just brought it up. Uh, You're Mm -hmm. saying comic things and just things you never thought you would see in a movie those little touches you know beyond the technical aesthetics Joe, this is a movie for people who did love comic books the comic code is authority up in oh, the corner 100%. starting every one of their monologues with the type of issue that they're coming in. I have a question you know, I love Gwen Stacy as well Spider Gwen as Mike brought up is an incredibly popular character. What do they call her in this one when when Haley Steinfeld introduces herself Joe does she say Spider Woman
2: or Spider Girl I could not listen she says I'm Gwen Stacy I'm from another another that's universe That's what she
3: That's um, they just step around it cuz they never they step around it in it's comic a ghost universe now there's Oh, I hate it so much Joe. There's so many names yeah. for this woman if you two didn't know this where originally she was Spider-Girl. Like that's she, that's what she was. Mm-hmm. And right. obviously every character was like, "Well, you're Gwen." And they just referred her as that and then the Gwen the Spider-Gwen stuff picked up with fans and then it was well, what if Miles is Kid Arachnid and she's the Ghost Spider? And I fucking hate that yeah. bullshit, so let's throw that away. <laughs> ghost well, Spider has stuck. Know.
2: They're keeping that. You can't... Um, Spider-Man is Spider-Man, though, not Kid Arachnid. They've walked that back now, too. And there was right. another one, I can't remember, that they tried to give him as well that had something to do with his like shock powers. I can't, I can't remember oh. what it was, but it didn't stick either. He's back to Miles Morales' Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, to me he's Miles Morales as Spider-Man. I think she should be Spider-Woman or Spider-Girl. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously she can't go by Spider-Gwen cuz defeats no, the uh, whole purpose of Spider-Gwen Stacy.
0: Exactly. Well, should we talk about Miles and kind of compare and contrast kind of his story with, you know, the the Peter Parker story that we've been discussing for the last little bit because you know, he has like interesting like differences here where, you know, our Peter Parker prime, right? And he kind of grew up you know, uh, in the poor house and he just goes to public school. He gets bullied. Whereas, you know, miles is kind of popular. He's going to a private school. He has kind of these opportunities in front of him, but he's kind of like lazy about it. You know, whereas other Peter Parker is really nerdy and really astute. Now we he kind of get tell a cool his kid who, who actually deserves to be cool. Right. Yeah. You know, he's just like your New York kid who kind of fits in until he goes to the, the you know, the advanced school where it's like a little too much. He doesn't want to take responsibility which is a big theme and he has to learn how to do that but there are some inversions here that are interesting personally i really like the
1: um backstory of him being the son of a cop a black cop in new york i think that's a very Mm -hmm. interesting angle and then his dad being basically a former criminal with his um uncle uh aaron who they're both former criminal they're both criminals um his dad reformed and became a cop while his you know, uncle is still a criminal. And then, so his uncle Ben moment is actually his uncle being a bad guy, but then almost, you know, killing him, but then getting killed by a Kingpin. I think that's a great twist on the, the uncle Ben moment. And his mother is,
0: is a nurse like in the amazing Spider-Man for two scenes when Aunt May became a nurse. (laughs) But anyway, Joe, go ahead.
2: I just think it's, it's a great twist, but it's also the same at the core, right? Like it's, I think that's kind of what the Spider-Verse is so great about is like, there's a moment where they all kind of say like, for me, it was my uncle Benjamin. For for me, it was my friend, Peter. Like, right. Mm -hmm. I think the point is, is anyone can wear the mask and, and your tragedy is your tragedy. It's, it's valid no matter what. It doesn't have to be oh, my parents are dead. My uncle was gunned down. It can be like, oh, my uncle turned out to be a bad guy and I watched him die. Like that is just as powerful.
1: Which, um, speaking of uncle Aaron, Aaron Davis I only put this together on this watch that I did last <laughs> night, but um, in the MCU, Donald Glover is Aaron Davis and He's he talks Tyler. about his nephew and Donald Glover obviously very famously was part of a campaign to make him Spider-Man. And before that, he was like one of the original inspirations to for Miles Morales when they created the character. That's right. Um, so it Miles all comes full circle. Two. Yeah. yeah. But I was reading about, you know, the creation of Miles Morales and Brian Michael Bendis said he was inspired by seeing Donald Glover wearing Spider-Man pajamas in an episode of Community. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that's all like fascinating to me. So I just yeah. put that all together.
3: Well, a roundabout crazy way. Um, <laughs> I love it. I, I fucking love this character. And another true to comic thing I would say, right, Joe, is the, another part of Miles's birth is seeing the death of Peter Parker very different in the comics but 100
2: percent. the
3: way that chris pine really incorporates this blonde handsome peter parker's death i think he's acting the hell out of it with oh ah, i'll be right back kid everything's gonna be fine you know even when i'm dying you know i'm not gonna give anything up we can still do this yeah i'm always gonna try my hardest like there is a sincerity there that you know it kind of comes across from cocky chris pine where you're like i don't know if i've ever taken you sincere but fuck you're selling me on it
2: yeah. I mean, there is that, uh, you know, there's the other motif and the other reason I think Spider-Man is a character that'll live forever is, you know, he, he gets knocked down, but he never stays down. You know, like no matter what happens, I always keep going. Cause I'm the Spider-Man like that living true. And then Peter having to, or Miles having to fill those shoes. I mean, they even take the, the store-bought costume, which is straight out of the comics. The first time you see Miles, as Spider-Man, he was wearing a store-bought Spider-Man costume. I love that they did that.
0: Which is also like the you know really heartbreaking Stan Lee cameo too yes. when he's in the oh. store. I cry. Uh, it always fits eventually. I get teared up. But I, I, that, um, like you said, Spider-Man always gets up no matter how many times he gets knocked down. And like, not only does Miles learn that, but you know, Handsome Spider-Man promises that he'll teach him, and then dies. <laughs> now, Peter B. Peter B. has to then also realize Spider-Man yes. does get up. Like he has to relearn what he gave up on. And then, that's, he, you know, it, everyone reforms and he's inspired by all the other Spider-Man from every universe that that's what a Spider-Man, any Spider-Man does, whether it's me, you, Miles, Peter, Gwen. That's what we should do as Spider-Man is and that's, always keep getting back up.
1: Yeah, that's another reason why I love this movie, Mike, because... Peter B. Parker has his own arc that is like could have been its own movie by itself. Like, there's so much complexity to all these characters. Like Gwen has her own arc. Like it's amazing. Like it's just yeah, it's just so good. It's a really well-made movie. Of it also, is you Spider-Man. don't feel like
2: you're missing anything. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all of those things could have been their own movie, but it doesn't feel like I didn't leave it wanting more out of it other than right. just like a longer runtime so I could keep enjoying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't there's feel like enough... anything was missing.
1: Yeah. There's just enough so, comedy. There's just enough of the side spider characters. Yeah. So how is
3: it all working? You've got three directors. You've got multiple screenwriters. We have clashes of different animation styles layered on top of each other. Uh, to anybody who said that Spider-Man movies don't work because if you have more than two villains, we have Kingpin. Green Goblin. Um, uh, Prowler. Uh, Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion. Doc yeah. What? Why Doc is too. this movie working, guys? Oh, Octavia Octopus. She is, like, incredible. <laughs> you, know, you instantly
0: fall in love with Her this Her glasses character. are octagons. like yes. I didn't catch that until this. Uh, why is Actually, this Actually, my working? friends call me Liv. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, oh, look, I think a lame. big
1: reason um, to answer you, Colin, a big reason why this works is the involvement of Phil Lord, uh, and Chris Miller, I think was involved as well, but mm-hmm. he doesn't get a writing credit but Phil Lord and Chris Miller, everything they touch is like really good like better than it should be like 21 22 jump street way better than they should have been. Cloudy because the they chance approach to it with balls, an, better than it should have been with Lego intelligence
3: movie? yeah, you know where they're always giving yeah. you something you didn't expect and is it that is it truly that you know, I mean, I kind of even remember ragging on this before it comes out and being like, I don't know what that movie's going to be like, Joe. I don't know if it's going to work. And then the oh, expectations so explode.
2: Excited. How could you yeah. not be? Yeah. This was like, I remember seeing this trailer and being like, I, I can't believe it. I could not believe we were going to get a movie like this. And it seemed too good to be true. And it it, it
0: wasn't. It was real. Like, <laughs> what a world. What? what a world we live in. Just imagine if we would have got Lord Miller's solo, you know? Yeah. Or, you I know, think like, it would have been this, good. This I is a movie. I trust yeah, those guys. This is a movie. thing they do is great. I agree. Yeah, this is a movie that, again, feels like it was made by people taking care to make something artistic with, like, a message, unlike the first two amazing movies that were maybe ham, f- hand, held down by the studio. This is like, it feels like a Lord Miller thing, while also feeling like something I've never seen before. So, right. well, from, well from, done from, on him.
1: For Sony to go from Amazing Spider-Man two in twenty fourteen to like four years later making this movie, it's like what a turnaround for Sony who'd been fucking up
0: for years. They Kinda did the emoji win an movie Oscar. animated, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah. then like, four
3: years later, they're winning an Academy Award for this, Jacob, for animation. That's that's incredible.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah, think anyone Spider-Man really Academy Award winner expected you know this to be as good as it is but it just worked out so well You got three directors you know a bunch of different writers animators different animation styles but somehow it just all works together
0: i mean this one even new york the city itself feels like a character like brooklyn feels distinct from manhattan where it's like these tall buildings that are really imposing they said that sometimes the buildings were like 10 times taller than they would be in real life at scale just to give it this feeling of imposing, you know, modern buildings and then Brooklyn's a little more down to earth and folks see there's a lot of people on the street. Like the city feels alive even like right. everything about this from throwing a bagel has life in it. Bagel. And it's like it's yeah. incredible. Bagel. Right? And even He's when bagel.
1: yeah. When he goes to his uncle Aaron's apartment and like just interactions with, with them. Mahersha
0: Ali, great job.
1: Yeah Mahersha Ali, great actor. Fucking
3: music um, in that scene too, so scary.
1: Oh yeah, the prowlers like the Prowler's theme whenever he shows up is just great. And the reveal of him when he takes his mask off and then miles like freaking out. Ah, oh, it's so good. Like everything was about was so good.
2: That was the most fun I've ever had in a movie. I felt like I was watching empire strikes back for the first time. And I knew the Darth Vader twist. Um, Cause no one, I was new or no one I was with knew that that was coming, but if if you've read the comics that is that is how it is his uncle is the prowler um it was like such a satisfying moment to watch everyone come to that realization as well
0: and they they allude to it he's got the prowler mural behind him on the couch the purple leds like there's some hints right you can't put it together but yeah that was a real big shock for me too and it's it's choices because his dad made the choice to leave that and the Prowler made the choice to stay in that. And there's two paths that miles could take with his powers. Right.
1: Yeah. Just having, um, you know, in the beginning, miles doesn't get along with his dad very well, but he looks up to his cool uncle Aaron and then just the turnaround of like, Oh, actually, you know, Aaron's made some bad life choices. He's a criminal. and, And your dad's actually just wants, you know, looking out, looking out for you the best he can. And like, wants you to, you know, do right in this world. Like, Ah, it's, the themes in this movie are so good. Like,
3: yeah, and then you got very three say, three very talented voice actors uh, pulling that off too. Um, let me say this: the the last highlight I think we should really hit here. How about the cultural impact of the Miles costume? Not like beyond even the spider costume, what he puts on it—the hoodie, the Jordans. I mean,
0: people oh, cosplay
3: that, and it's fucking powerful, guys. I mean, that is a look for kids that would have never read a comic book in their life to now go well that character looks like me and it's fucking cool as shit Oh, for
1: sure yeah yeah and I've, i
0: love that look
1: yeah i love the look and i just love his whole like graffiti like he's in the graffiti and just everything like his style it's like very cool um but yeah think about you know when miles first came out in like 2011 for you know kids that that aren't white to see you know a superhero like that like yeah you, you can't you know Can't beat that.
3: And Joe, I mean mean, that's Yeah. He was not well received, right? I mean, we should say. There were people who were like, no, no, no. There's one Spider Man and he's white.
2: (laughs) There's like, you know, it's the same thing that happened when Sam took over the the Captain America shield. There was definitely a very vocal minority that hated it very, very hard. But I'll tell you, I love that it's Spider Man. It's not a weird spin-off character. It's not something you're going to write off and forget about. It's not someone who gets pushed to the side and is a, a story in someone else's book. He is the Spider Man. It is his story. It's good. Yeah, it's good. And, I, mean, I I could talk about how great this movie is forever. Like there's, I don't have. Yeah, anything it's hard to critique to say it
1: about it in a in a you know objective kind of way because I really can't think of any complaints that I have about the movie. To me, it's just like every creative choice they make is like the right one so i don't know how what i would even say is like a weakness of this movie
3: does the gratuitous setup at the end bug anybody it seems like they get a little malleable with the rules of well we've closed off all the parallel dimensions and then gwen goes or did we (laughs) i like that because i like the
1: yeah i like the chemistry between them i like that they kind of they didn't rush into like a love interest thing where he's like, he's, he's like clearly like kind of has a crush on her, but he's younger than her. So there's kind of that. And then there's like, let's just be friends. Yeah. And then she, she's kind of, you know, has a shoulder touch close to anybody. It's iconic.
0: (laughs) Hey, I like the let's be friends handshake though. Yeah. they didn't need to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah,
2: It's great. Um, Yeah. The only thing left to say really for me, at least is like, if you like that movie, Pick up the Spider-Verse comic. Uh, You can skip the sequel. The sequel is not great, but the original Spider-Verse comic um, has all of these characters and many, many more. And if you are, you know, say of Indian descent and you want to see a Spider-Man that looks like you, there's a character in there for you. There's a character for everyone in there. And uh, I hope we see some of those characters like Spider-Punk make their way into Mm -hmm. the sequel, which is coming in 2022.
0: No, that's all. And like Spider-Punk is probably my number two favorite Spider-Man look like besides just the dunks and the fucking hoodie from this movie. Like, you know, yeah. it's super, well, and super wait rad until you
2: find out who it is under the mask. Like there's a lot of I have uh, no idea intrigue there as well for like, you know, other Spider-Men that we don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm super excited for the sequel. I I really hope we get to go to other dimensions this time around, you know. Everyone came mm-hmm. to Miles uh, in the first movie. In the second movie, I hope it's kind of a, a trip around the multiverse or the Spider Verse.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, like Jacob's saying, it's hard to criticize this. I just kind of want to pick apart the layers of why it's so good, but it's like, you know, when they're looking at the universes that are colliding, you just see 616 and a couple other Earths, and it's like, I'm sure those numbers all have meanings that I have no idea what they are but they, they researched the hell out of it. Right. And I I love that Aunt May is just like you're expecting what do you mean you're from another dimension there's like fuck it yep get get down to the basement we got a whole spider cave yeah. like there's so much it's like, I like you know that, you've seen a Spider-Man movie let's let's move it along.
1: Exactly. Like I like that they don't like try to hold your hand too much and be like w-, like mm-hmm. everyone understands like yeah there's parallel universes like Aunt May understands already. Um it's not but blow Yeah, some of the things online. Yeah, some of the some of the references made me interested, like even uh, Oscar Isaac at the end, uh, Miguel O'Hara, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. 2099. Very cool. yes. That made me interested to learn about what that's all about. So, yeah, I'm just excited to see the sequel. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, if, what if, we you, go around? if you really liked any of these characters or you want to see other ones, I highly recommend picking up the, the book. I'm pretty sure it's Dan Slott, right? Who did the uh, Spider? It is.
3: It is Dan Slot. I have some expectations. I would hope to see there's a Peter Parker, or I should say, a Spider-Man. That's just Uncle Ben, a big, fat, overweight Uncle Ben, who hasn't been oh, Spider-Man man. for a long time because uh, he died in that universe instead. Um, oh, yeah. Even even things that I was worried about going into this movie, where I'm like, oh, I gotta see fucking Kingpin be a bad guy in a movie again. Then I'm like, wow, Leah Schreiber's knocking it out of the park and the writing is there to back it up. The fact that he is after his family and he wants to bring Vanessa and stuff back. Um, right. I don't know. I don't know, guys. We love it. We're, there are no nitpicks. There's, there's only love, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it's hard to think of any nitpicks, really. Do we want to do thwips? Thoughts and thwips? Let's do it. Let's Thoughts and around. thwips. I mean, yeah, I can start. I mean, for me, it's easily a five out of five thwips. Um, I think it's really a pitch perfect movie. I mean, it's it's emotional in all the right parts. It's humorous in all the right parts. The comedy is, like, actually really lands for me, like not even an unintentional comedy, but like just the jokes are very funny. And um, yeah, pitch is perfect. Is it now movie, your,
3: and I'll ask everybody this, but Jacob, if you'll answer, is it now your favorite animated movie?
1: Oh, I had to think about, if there's any other animated movies that i like better there might be i'd have to think about cuz there's so many anime i mean you have 2d animated you have all the pixar movies so there's a lot of good animated movies out there you know got Miyazaki and stuff so i would definitely have to think about that for a minute but it's it's pretty up there no but even I would say not you only, said i like yeah. there's
3: some backup there i get that
1: yeah but i'll say this um, like i said earlier you know spider-man 2 a perfect you know self-contained spider-man movie but this is my favorite movie of all these movies and also I, w- I would go on to say it's my one of my favorite movies of the last decade really like it's really wow up to movie.
0: yeah well the previous one wasn't in this decade so it's understandable <laughs> no
1: i just mean of movies in general like it's one of my i would put in like my top 10 movies of the last decade probably
0: i would have to agree with you there um i'll get my thoughts and thwips in real quick again it's it's five thwips out of five it's matching Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi, which on any given day, they could switch to be my favorite. I think what this does, separate from that, is while the Raimi one is a really great telling of the Peter Parker, Parker Luck story, Doc Ock, classic villain, this is the perfect telling of what does it mean to be Spider-Man, no matter what your background is, your race, your species, your universe, your time period, what does it mean to be a hero, right? To take responsibility and get up when you're down, right? And what is Spider-Man in that essence that Stanley said anybody can wear the mask and this communicates that better than any of the movies as far as I'm concerned and totally. Capturing that spirit, Spider-Verse, five out of five twists It always fits eventually. That's right. <laughs> wow. Uh
3: like I said, up top, I was not positive that this was, you know, gonna be my favorite movie. It ended up being great. And I'll say this. I'm surprised that out of all the other fair, I'll say another animated movie that I love, Lego Batman, where it's like the same tone of – it's just these – it's having fun. Why do I like that more than any other Batman movie I've seen in so long? Why is this my favorite Spider-Man movie? I don't know. It's just – you could say, oh, they're so kiddy. They're just for kids. They're not. They're just they're just fun fucking movies and
2: five out of five. Yeah. Baby. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to beat a dead uncle here. Five out of five. Like, there's absolutely (laughs) nothing wrong with this movie. It's one of my favorites of the decade, hands down. I cannot wait to see more from this universe. I really hope it's treated with care and and the same kind of love is poured into it as it was the first time around, because uh, it's going to be hard to top. But I'm excited to watch him try.
1: There you go. 20 out of 20 from the uh, Normies Like Ooh. Us review board. Wow. Making it
3: the, the most normie sweep. movie ever made. All right, Normies, we're going to hit the wrap <laughs> up here on our final thoughts on the Sony Spider Man universe. Tag along. I know go, but it's out of my control. And you'll be
4: left in the dust Unless I start by you. You're the sunflower. I think you'll ever too much or you'll be left in the dust I by you You're sunflower you sunflower
3: we're back wrapping things up on our summer of fun reboot with our first foray into uh, revamping a property after maybe it's been mined totally we're talking the spider-man blockbusters in the sony universe should we say joe that there is an official title will you will you tell us or explain us what this is for the sony oh is it sumac sony Sony.
2: universe of character the sony universe of spider-man characters is that is that what it is it's super convoluted
3: (laughs) sony universe sony marvel Marvel characters characters. sumac marvel characters it's 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 a so technically this is your favorite universe
1: well, we didn't really get to uh, it, oh, but yeah. the, the the Tom Hardy Venom is in the same universe as the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Is that what you're telling me? It's,
2: it's
3: in the, the same,
1: same universe movie. as the Spider-Verse. Oh
3: wait. Yeah, I don't know that I'm saying it's in the amazing. I, I guess it could. But, well, we know from the Morbius coming up that a future Spider-Man villain we're going to talk about crosses over there, too. So I would say it's all a big roundabout drain, right? It's all just spinning and spinning.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, who knows where that's going, because we also know that Jay Jonah is involved in that, and that Venom 2 is potentially going to reference Spider-Man Tom Holland, who we'll talk about next week. So, I don't know. Sony, is, is anyone confident in their ability to get anything long-term going? I mean, no. like, I know I'm excited for Spider-Verse, but come on now, I'm not holding my breath for that Sinister Six movie we were promised. No, we're bloodshot
3: Black boys, though.
1: Well, yeah, we never really mentioned it, but, you know, Amy Pascal and Avi Arad, like, they don't have a great track record of of making good decisions until Spider-Verse. So, who knows what the future holds for Sony. Um, but, obviously, uh, you know, I'm very excited about Spider-Verse 2.
0: And we'll see what happens next. I mean, this conversation kind of started, and we didn't really talk much about it. We just kind of made a joke. But this entire kind of Amazing Spider-Man through the Spider-Verse thing was started because they did not want to lose the rights. And they basically just been holding Spider-Man ransom. Not that I'm for corporate monopolies and giving Disney the keys to everything. Right. But the only kind of good decision they made was Spider-Verse and then sharing Tom Holland. Venom movie was okay, but I don't know. I mean, they're going to need to lean on that Disney relationship and it just all comes down to what that contract allows and how much, playtime it better be more than three minutes they have in the mcu whether you get a sinister six or whether they're going to allow that and i don't know we'll have to wait and see
1: right and remember there was that brief controversy in a pre-covid universe where these things kind of mattered more it seemed like but uh where disney and sony had a falling out for like a couple days and we thought maybe Mm -hmm. tom holland spider-man we wouldn't see him in the mcu again um but eventually it worked out so
0: Think. Well, that was another yeah, another holdout because all they have is Spider-Man at this point. Right. Sony Pictures, not making a lot of bangers. <laughs> Spider-Verse is the only banger they've made Go in like 10, 15 years. Right. Venom is an okay hit. It's an okay track. <laughs> it's not a banger. It's,
1: uh, I mean, it made enough to get a sequel. So
0: Sales don't equal quality. No, but but um, the- <laughs> in business, I guess they do.
1: But everyone loves Tom Hardy, of course.
0: But yeah, I don't know. My my last thoughts about these. Of, of the Sony experiments doing Spider-Man things, Spider-Verse obviously the best. Garfield, uh, Spider-Man 2 is the best suit. There's some good moments there. If you're only going to watch one, just watch Spider-Verse. Just, just do that. If you're only going to watch favor. one
2: movie made in the last five years, just watch Spider-Verse.
0: Multiple I'd say times. Watch yeah, that's Gems. all. <laughs> Another New York movie, right? Is it? Yeah. I never saw Adam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tune in Big next swing week. for it. uncut swing gems, Normie like a... us. <laughs> uh, great, great. I'm All sure right.
3: Sandman's ready to bust in there and take the diamonds. <laughs> now, Adam Sandler, the actual Sandman, make him the Sandman in the new uh, Marvel <laughs> Universe. That I would enjoy. Sure, why not? Uh <laughs> <Whoa, whoa, laughs> <Spider-Man. laughs> <laughs> Opera-Man, what are you whoa. doing here? Um, <laughs> the uh, the bird origi- bird. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this David Cope screenwriter of the Sam Raimi films that we talked about last week the first treatment he turned in for Spider-Man 2 was called the amazing Spider-Man um, you know and then we talked about how they were obsessed in those films we're gonna do Kirk Connor eventually um, uh, we'll eventually get obsessed with the vulture but we'll pass that off to a different franchise there have mm-hmm. been Plans and plots and ideas and thoughts in the way of this franchise for a long time, this Makes is where it, it hits the hardest. And it's bad. I mean, it's it's so bad, it truly is not worth watching these movies, in my opinion. Watch Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as I someone who... Well, I just hope, I just hope going forward that they will use those titles again. Call something a sensational Spider-Man. Call something an amazing blah, 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 blah. It doesn't have to just be, I, I, we'll get to it. I don't like where these other names are going, So, but we'll talk about that next week. Final thoughts on amazing Spider-Mans. They're bullshit. Just get over them.
1: Yeah, I was going to say as someone who just watched those two movies for the first time, uh, I could have, I could have lived a happy life, never watching them. So I wouldn't recommend it, but spider verse definitely watch that. Um, great movie and it's on Netflix. So you can watch it as many times as you want. Using
2: code normies like us. There you
0: go. <laughs> yes.
1: No, I, uh, you know, Andrew Garfield,
2: Spider-Man is probably about 20 minutes that of worth of clips. You could find on YouTube that are fun to watch. If you're, if you're Jones and to watch some web swinging other than that, into the spider verse, uh, it's the end-all, be-all. It's the epitome of what a Spider-Man movie should be. It's fantastic. It's spectacular.
0: Yep. That's it. So, so far, we've had two high-rated, almost all five out of five Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man 2 from Sam Raimi and Spider-Verse. For this one, those are the best of these two trilogies that we've gone through. We'll have to tune-in next week and see what we think about Marvel's stab at the Peter Parker character. Now there's no Uncle Ben. It's just a man in a robot suit. We'll see <laughs> how that fares, but... Thanks for sticking around for uh, this edition of uh, July, the Spider Summer, you know. Uh, It's been good, guys. I love it. It warms my heart
2: every time you guys say that. I hope you know that. We hope it warms warms your
3: hearts, Normies. Uh, Check us out on all social media, normies, underscore like, underscore us on Instagram. Let us know if you're tuning in, following us along on the Summer Fun, what other blockbusters we should be talking about. And of course, we're your hosts, as always, I'm the Green Colin.
0: I'm Michael Manoir. (laughs) I'm
1: Paul Giamatti's rhino. And I'm
0: Dane DeHaan. You're a frog, (laughs) Spider-Man. Give me your blood. Give me that blood. Oh, no, he's here, folks. (laughs) I'm going to turn on the particle beam. Get him out of here. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.
1: Oh, I did want to say that uh, I liked Flash Thompson in this in this iteration as well. I like how they did him. I think he's the he best Flash. He's terrible. totally
0: forgettable. Uh, what? No, because they <laughs> have he's they so have he's got that scene great where luck where he's like, "Oh, yeah. your uncle died." Well, I heard about your uncle and yeah. Peter almost kills him. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that's scene great. where he's like,
1: "I, I he's, identify with you."
2: He's he's also a Spider-Man fanboy, which you never got with the Joe Manganiello.
1: Yeah, which they did again
0: with the Marvel
2: ones, part but. to the uh, the character. Yeah, the Marvel one we'll talk about next week. But I don't know.
0: They yeah. kind of but they steal that. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry, I'll put Flash Thompson at the end. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Flash. Sorry, Flash. All right. <laughs>